evening and welcome to Insight. I am Gino, your host, and as always, sitting right next to me, the pastor, Matt Van Braven. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> yeah, and, we're back, and we're back, we're back. And new entrepreneur, is that a word, new entrepreneur, whatever, entrepreneur, Matt Van Braven, who has his hot sauce company. And Matt, we're going to put your website up, website up a little later so everybody can see it. We'll do that weekly so people, appreciate they are that. interested can place some orders with Matt's new company. Appreciate Matt, that, you, yeah. my friend? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Doing great, man. Doing, doing great. well. Um, I'm staying dry. Man, staying dry. It's a it's a wet, damp, cold time here in Michigan, but God is good. I have a I have a warm home. I have a roof over my head. So I am grateful. Yeah. The weather, I don't know. It was freezing last week everything was solid ice and then all of a sudden now we went up into the mid 30s we're going to be in the 40s so everything's starting to melt we have about eight inches of snow that's melting we have rain coming down water right. everywhere. i was bringing it's out foggy the like transylvania i had to bring the garbage out we have a big backyard so it's like you got to drag it through the eight inches of snow and then i bring my neighbors out because she's elderly and i and right when i'm almost done i'm like oh thank god this is almost over i step in like eight inches of water <laughs> oh, soaker sunk. Yeah, so not fun. Bummer. Anyway, enough jibber jab. We have a uh, my new friend. We we met about uh, two or three months ago, and she is just an awesome person. I mean, like sister in Christ. So many awesome gifts that are just helping. I know personally me in this time, and then the, the team of people I'm working with. Um, she's covering us in intercessory prayer with her team. She's given us words and uh, encouragement, and we just appreciate her so much. So I'm going to go ahead and put her website up, daughtersofwarfare.square.site. And Christina is a unique messenger for such a needed time in history. She is known as pioneering the leading, pioneering and leading the new for the end time remnant and kingdom revolution. Her life has been a living parable of a spiritual journey into realms and dimensions of the supernatural. She functions as a council room seer and apostolic apostolic watchman christina Gar oops <laughs> wrong wrong <laughs> sorry christina garcia joins us now christina how are you you're muted i am blessed yes hello you did it. thanks for having me on <laughs> hi everybody oh it's hello, so good to have you on christina to her we were me, me and Matt were so excited to have Christina on that I actually scheduled her one week ahead of time. So we thought we yes, were yes, <laughs> you did. Last, yeah. she was going to come on last week. And then I'm like, she's like, no, it's next week. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. The week. We I think I paved the way. I think I set the pace last week. For what we're going to talk about here. I think I think <laughs> I, I went off a little bit last week. You did. Yeah. You went well, on that's a little okay. tangent there, but it was good. Hey, it was good. Stuff. Look. Sometimes we got to go. Sometimes we got to go to dark places and, and, and shine some light around. That's right. We do. Absolutely. So, Christina, how are you? I am blessed and excited and just pumped to be here. I feel like God has so much joy and excitement over what we're going to be sharing and releasing to the audience. And um, just as Kingdom Warriors, um, there's so much. Like I said, every everything is very multifaceted and different parts and pieces, and we're kind of all forming together as one in a greater way, and building new. I don't think we've we've ever been this way before. Um, so there's a lot of excitement, um, but a lot of warfare and a lot of um, new weapons of warfare that the Lord is releasing, and um, I'm just really excited to be here. So thank you for having me. 
Yeah, I don't want to say it's like a, it's, a, it's not really like a guarded excitement because we know with the Lord, if he's on mm-hmm. our side, we win. There's like, it's not yeah. even an, you know, an if or this or if or that or whatever. It's right. we know he's on our side and we're going to win. This is the time yes. that I think all of human history has been waiting for. This is the we're, we're getting close to his return. I don't know when that is. It could be a couple hundred years, whatever it is. But this is the harvest time, and I am excited about the harvest of souls that are going to start coming right. into the kingdom. Yep, yep, yep. And and I know even my church with Pastor AC, Matt Mills, Pastor AC, he introduced me to him. Um, our church is ramping up, getting ready for it, making some moves. God's opening some new doors for us. So I'm really interested in starting off where you see 2024 in the church and, and how they mingle together and what God's doing in this time. Yeah, for sure. Um, Big question, loaded question, uh, but great question. So uh, the word that the Lord gave me for 2024 was takeover. Um, He said that we're going to be taking over the seven mountains of influence. We're going to be taking over the uh, marketplace. We're going to be taking over spheres of influence in a greater new way, building, creating, um, you know, new designs, new prototypes, Um, New everything. I just feel like it's like a grassroots movement um, and people are being held back. And so whoever's being held back listening, I just want to encourage you that there's so much more that God has within you than, um, you know, just sitting in a building every Sunday. Um, I just feel like there's so many gifts that haven't been released yet or activated yet. And that's where my call, where I get very passionate because of um, trauma and fragmentation and things that happen to people in the body of Christ, um, they need a safe place, you know, to to express, to feel, to um, heal. And um, our giftings are actually activated and loosed in a new way when you have healing. So I, you know, how I see things in the spirit and how I see in the unseen realm, it was because of all the healing that the Lord has brought me through. And I just feel like that's such a word for a lot of people. Um, There's a lot of people that um, have had so much hurt and it's like, I can't see, I can't hear. And, you know, just to be encouraged that there are people out there you know, that are wanting to serve you and wanting to help you and hear from the Lord. So that's the whole goal is that I know nothing at the end of the day. I just want to be that willing, obedient vessel to be used of the Lord because he knows. He knows what every single person needs and he knows what he's designed in each of them, you know, because the world is is waiting for you to step into that. And so um, I was really excited that the one thing the Lord said <laughs> about our call today was a rallying of the troops. And um, giving inspiration, you know, even with Pastor Matt with the barbecue sauce, I'm telling you, there's so many people that have so many ideas and creativity. And I'm that person where I'm like, oh, you have this idea? Okay, let's create it. Let's do it. What would that look like to start somewhere and doing, you know, bold things? I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm a firm believer that for so long we've been held back. And the world has taken over. And, you know, so many people have said that why can, you know, there can be 
let's just say it like smoke shops or these different shops and um, marketplace businesses but it's like but why aren't we building anything why aren't we creating something to sell why don't we have a product um, so we really need to step out of fear step out of the fear of failure the fear of the unknown and it's a time of taking over um, and it's going to be used it's going to be used for families it's going to be used for children for people um, for leaders and so I'm just really excited for us to step into that role well that's a good word I got to tell you it's so funny you brought up the smoke shop thing because on my way to work there is a smoke shop and it's there's tons of people going in and out of there and I, I was literally thinking yesterday as I drove by I'm like Lord how in the world is a place like that prospering Right. It's not serving a purpose. It's not helping anybody. I mean, maybe some people need to get out of pain. Well, they prosper off can't... pain, off people's yeah. pain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, psychological pain. Yeah, which is, you know, mm -hmm. spiritual pain. Mm -hmm. It's just horrible. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I understand if someone has cancer and they have pain and they're, you know, I get yeah. that. That's a whole different argument. But for just the everyday user that's going in there to get away from the world and, you know, right. get high for a little bit like that, I was like, this can't be happening. <laughs> like, how did this ever come to this country and you know it's just yeah. so i don't know it can be very disappointing and and really drag you down and this is christina this is one thing i've never understood i don't know how anybody could not be be a christian like i don't understand how you wouldn't want to know the lord because there is no peace in this world without him no, that's true. You're right. Well, I was that person that I didn't want to have anything to do with Christ because I saw a church with no power um, and no transformation. But I'm telling you, it's the one like people can talk to me about Jesus and, you know, minister to me back, you know, when I was younger and I didn't want to hear it and I didn't receive or, or feel or encounter anything at all. I was just like, I was really mean, actually. And so <laughs> I feel no so way. bad. For people. No way. I was very mean and, and broken. Right. And um, the, but the presence, the presence of the father. So I think we're coming out of this religious system of ministering and we're coming into like the mothering, the fathering, the mentoring, the serving and meeting tangible needs. That's like a big heart of mine is that I want to be able to meet tangible needs you know, within the body of Christ, because a lot of times it was like, you know, if someone's going through something, oh, well, we'll pray for that person. But what if we can meet a need? What if we can get meals together? What if we can, I don't know, provide a car for a mom in need or, you know, different things like that. I just want to be the ecclesia that steps up to the plate and actually like does some real kingdom work and are used the way that God intended us to be used for his kingdom glory. But the presence, the presence of the father is what trans transforms period. Cause there's so many people that, you know, go to church for years and they're still so broken and so lost and, and haven't really felt that tangible presence of the father's love. And so that's another thing that I'm extremely passionate about because that's how he touched my heart. So it wasn't through people like, you know, telling me how to be, how to dress, how to talk, what not to do. And the scriptures say this, it was that tangible presence of the father's love. It was very supernatural. Um, and so that's what I hope and pray for others because once you encounter his love like that, um, you know, it changes you forever. That is so true. I, I had an experience in 2003 that really led me to being saved. And it was that it was his love that I knew he knew every piece of me, every fiber yes. of my being. 
Yeah. And uh, I, I, you know, I've heard people say it was like liquid love. That's exactly what it felt like. It was just That's this amazing, oh, it was so awesome. And you're right. You never, once you experience it, you will never go back to the things of this world because nothing yeah. can replace that. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 we all have love in our families and with our, you know, husbands or wives or, you know, or children and things like, but it, there is, it's a different level of love. It's this, it's this intimacy that you cannot even explain. Like Paul said, mm -hmm. eye has not seen, ear has not heard. That's yeah. how I felt about like trying to explain that encounter. And it sounds like you've had something very similar. Yeah. And I, I, by, I, I, I by the way, by the way, Matt, I think we need to throw up the disclaimer right now. Uh oh, Christina, Christina has never been a mean person, people. Okay. She could. Oh. No, <laughs> no. Well, no. guys, <laughs> we're all a new creation in Christ, right? We are. Well, that's the truth. Yeah. I mean, what is it? What is it? But we, a lack of understanding is, is one of our largest hindrances. Yeah. And once you, once you seek that understanding, once, once you get to a level of receiving it, then you can realize, I guess, the error of your ways. Because right. I know I didn't start this way. True, true, true. The conviction of heart. Yeah, true, yeah. Him, though, not man. Right that's right. That's right. So yeah, it's, I, it's fine I, that you that you may have been a little mean back in the day. I that's mean, okay. Yeah, if people try to talk to me about Jesus. I was like, I don't want to hear it. Can we talk about something else? Right. Um, very, very short-tempered and didn't want to hear it. Because I... I saw a church and I saw a lot of bad things happen and I didn't see no power and I didn't see no transformation. And I would see 500 churches, but the city looking like Gotham. Mm. And I'm like, what is the deal? Right. Like, that's not, something is off. And so even when I got saved, I got super bored in church for two years. And I was like, Lord, there has to be more to you. There has to be more to, to what you've purposed us to do. And so I had this hunger and this thirst and this fire for the more. And he met me every single time, supernaturally, every single time. Um, and, you know, it's you you keep going for more. And the more you entertain the Lord, the more he releases and the more he gives. Amen to that. That's right. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like you're, we, you and I have talked about this on a Zoom call, but it does feel like we're heading towards the the book of acts like we're oh, going to revisit the book of acts mm -hmm, like it's mm -hmm. the the mega church and all these big big buildings with lots of people in them that aren't getting fed and, and seeing no power just like you said That's right. i think people's hearts are hungry and even mm. even the lgbtq community or or you know these kids that don't know what sex they are or don't know if they're an animal or a human yeah. being That's like harsh. all of that is is about to flip that's like, right Amen. i think i've said this before christina so many of those people that we've looked at with you know the the funny hair and they're wearing the weird clothes to us and they got the weird tattoos and the in the piercings and all that those are going to be some of the greatest preachers to ever walk oh, this yeah 100 percent. even they say evangelists you know, they're, many of them are called to be missionaries. The ones that even get strung out on drugs out on the street, like they're called to be missionaries and evangelists. So, yeah. Yeah, there's no testimony without a test, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. So true. I agree yeah. 100%. It's exciting times. I mean, as dark as it is out there right now in the, right. you know, in the secular world, it's just, you know, the economy, everything. It just seems like everything's upside down, turned inside out. <laughs> 
And you just, you could get down so fast if you really let yourself, if you just, you know, go on Twitter for five minutes and <laughs> you're going to be <laughs> depressed the rest of the day. It's like, I, or X, whatever it's called now. Um, I just, like, I've turned it off. I've literally turned it off mm -hmm. for like three weeks now. I go on maybe for a second here or there just to retweet right. something, you know, Sylvia post or something, but, um, or Danielle. And it's just like, other than that, I want nothing to do with it right now because I want to be laser focused on what the Lord's getting ready to do with all of yeah. us. No, that's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So that's, that was a good word for 2024. I like that one. So do you think I I've had that same discussion with myself is why aren't we, if we're part of the kingdom and we are, why aren't we kingdom builders? Like we should be having shopping centers and, and yeah. movie theaters well, and we're things doing it now world. Gino we're doing it now <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying like, that's I what mean, I'm we're saying. building we're, we're building we're in a pioneering and a building season now even with schools I, I I did see this in 2022 2023 um so my life is very similar and one of my mentors had said you know you're a parabolic prophet and I was like what is that that sounds like a <laughs> bomb like an explosion like war <laughs> and she's like you your life is a parable and it speaks in the natural what's going on in this unseen realm and in the wow. supernatural and so it can be good and bad <laughs> because you let out some real harsh things mm -hmm. you know um and so i did see that because of how i had to leave my healthcare career um you know and you you do all the things right that you're told to do and then you do it and then you're like, okay, this pandemic, and now you have to leave your career because you have to take a stand. Um, and then the Lord started to birth building that, you know, and, and I hear people say this, religious people say this in the church and they, they just can't see or understand. I don't know if it's just ignorance, but they're like, no one wants to work. I'm like, no, people aren't working under the Babylonian system and structure because I see so many people that they started like making plates and meals and foods out of their house and making an income because they make these really good meals. And then they started a ministry or they started a clothing line. There's so many people that I have a relationship with that started clothing lines. So, so a lot of times people are like, nobody wants to work, you know, this nine to five, but I feel like the, um, men and women of God are rising up to their full potential that they've been deceived all this time. And, and they're coming into what that purpose is and that design is because there's many people that were in these different careers that felt unfulfilled or felt like something was missing or that they were created for more. But even with the school system, I had to take my kids out of the school system. I had to leave my career. And so I feel like you said, even though darkness is working and things are all twisted in a sense or upside down i feel like the lord it dismantled all these different systems and structures and then now we're building a new so like we you know i was able to be a part of a homeschool co-op group and it was all these families together and i'm like this is how it this is how i think we were supposed to do it we weren't supposed to do this whole you know um public school system and um just in um, I don't know if the word would be slavery, but I feel like many of us are coming out of Egypt, even as believers, and we're coming into that true identity to build and to take over. Um, and God's doing a new thing. But the acts, the, the, the family of God, I feel like that's where we're at. So we're family. 
if Gino needs anything, I'm there. If I need anything, I know you'll be there. So it's like we're we're able to meet tangible needs and not just be so superficial, I guess you can say, or be an avoidance, um, but actually like meeting these needs. So even like people out there right now listening, maybe you have the resources to sow in into the Ministry of Insight or bar the, buy the barbecue sauce and share. You know, I feel like even that is being a, a kingdom mover and takeover because you're sowing your resources or there's even people that have um, properties and they're like, what do I do with this? This is just too much for me. And I think that's what it was like in the book of Acts. If someone had multiple properties and then these families had nothing, they would go and provide that territory and that deed to these families. So I, I truly believe that's where we're at. You know, that reminds me, we had a guest on, this is, gosh, probably six months or longer now, um, a woman that started a cheesecake business in Oregon. And during the pandemic, she was broke, destitute, had two children. Her, I think her husband had left her or they were separated or something or divorced. I can't remember uh, the exact situation. But she... There's something along sudden, those lines. Yeah. Some people brought over blueberries for her because they knew she needed food. And they brought mm. a ton of blueberries. And she's like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do with all these blueberries? She says, okay, I'll just, I'll make some cheesecakes and give them out to like family and friends and some teachers right. at school. So she did that. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, like these are the best cheesecakes I've ever had in my life. And she's like, oh, come on, you know, like that's ridiculous, whatever. Yeah. And so she just kept making them and people kept, they're like, well, let me just pay you for it. And she's like, well, no, I'm just giving it. So people started buying them. Well, she turned it into this business and it became like, she won like now she's won i think three years in a row she sent me a picture recently of winning yeah. the third year in a row for oregon's best cheesecakes wow. and it went it went national because during the pandemic she wouldn't shut her doors because she was a new business right. and she says no this is essential and they tried. they tried they tried too. They, they tried to bully her and <laughs> they bet. tried to yeah. to get her to close her doors and she persisted she stood her ground Amen. yeah and she was on uh, Fox, I think Fox and Friends in the morning or something. And that's when she really went viral. I mean, people, now she has two shops, you know, three years later. Wow. She's just See working, what I you know, mean? And she loves God. She loves the Lord. Like she, she wants to serve. She serves the community and helps other Beautiful. people. Like all that. it's just, that's, that's I think what, what you're talking about. And there's a harvest, there's a duplication. So it's like when you win, I win when, you know, like we're all winning together. We're all growing together. There's no room for competition. There's no room for jealousy or religion or, you know, opinion, even our own opinions can get in our way. And we think, well, this isn't for me. A podcast isn't for me just saying, <laughs> you know, I don't know how to do this. And it's like, well, we have access to the internet, to YouTube, to learn how to do a lot of things, um, you know? And so procrastination is a big one. Um, just fear of failure is a big one. I say fail forward. There's so many times I've tried things and I failed and I just feel I grow and I learn from it. And then I try again and I keep going. And I think we need that fire and that fight and that warrior within us to put our time and energy into that versus into, you know, empathy or victim or look at where I'm at or look at what I've done and just really shifting that energy into who he's created us to be and what we're actually capable of, you know, because it's through him, all things that we can do. That's right. That's right. I know that I've gone through a lot of challenges this year. You know, I'm a, I'm a 20 year tradesman, a lot like Gino, you know, I, I, I supported my family by, you know, turning screws and pounding nails and, 
you know, doing electrical work and, you know, God kind of put it on me uh, probably two years ago that my time was coming to an end. And my stubbornness was like, I don't even know what that means. So I'm just going to kind of let that one go right over the bow because, you know, that, that lack, you know, that, that fear, That's it. you know, it sets in because this is something that I'm good at. You know, it's something that comes naturally. It's something that comes easily to me and, you know, I can support my family, but you know, God just it was reminding me like the season's coming to an end, the season's coming to an end. And I'm just like, no, I'm really resistant of it. You know? Yeah. Okay. Maybe in six months we'll reconvene on this conversation. And he just wouldn't let it go. Mm -hmm. uh, and it got to the points where he actually sat me down mm. and uh, it was like, okay, well, <laughs> I, again, I persisted for about three months trying to be stubborn, you know, instead of, uh, you know, using like the flesh, the, the flesh side of us, what we tend to do is try to figure out a way around things or over right. them. But when God is putting something there, that's going to grow you, the only way to actually get to the other side is to go through it. And mm -hmm. so, you know, it, it's funny because you said that there's a lot of things on the internet. I mean, I am a, a hardware guy, not a software guy. I can build your computer lab, but I can't tell you how it works. But throughout this year, I've became I've become a graphic designer. Right. <laughs> I mean, all That's sorts good. of things. You know, it just blows my wife's mind. You know, she comes down and sees what I've been tinkering with for a couple hours, and she's like, "You made this?" And I'm just like, <laughs> "I did." You know, and it's just one of those things where it's just like, I feel like if 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 God is for it, then it will succeed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, the means will be there. It, you know, if God is unctioning you to do something, then it's really just nothing more than just getting off your tail and actually doing it because right. the means are going to be there. But that fear side of us is what takes over our minds. You know, it, it, right. it, it, it hinders our progress and, and, and our process for that matter, because, you know, we're creatures of habit. That's what they've trained us to be in 100%. this, in this earthly thought process. You know, I mean, that's how they've programmed us to be creatures of habit comfort comfortable in cycles even if they're toxic yeah you know it's just it's amazing it's like it goes back to what i was originally saying about when you get to a place of understanding it's just it opens your eyes to a whole nother a whole nother version of life that you mm -hmm. just it, it's, it was always been there you just ignored it yeah um but yeah i mean i feel like it, it's definitely time it's time you know gino's got something coming He's not, he's not, he's not going to be earning, he's not going to be earning for his family on at the cost of his own back for very much longer. I believe right. that something is oh, coming. Yeah, I'm in agreement to that. Mm -hmm. You know, absolutely. I believe that something's coming. I will third that. <laughs> hey, hey. I am done with what I've been doing. I, I felt I it for five it. years. I've really felt like deep down inside something is brewing. He's given me a particular state over and over again that somehow oh, I'm going to be dealing with that. I don't. It's just, um, it's a matter of waiting and holding on in your faith, you know? And I got to tell you, like, I would love to say, oh, I'm this great warrior in the faith. And I, I've stood tall and strong in my faith. Like, no, I've wavered so much. I mean, especially over the last six months, because it's been difficult. I mean, mm -hmm. he has really been tightening the screws, but I know it's to build character. I know it's to, to sharpen me for what's coming. And this kind of segues into what I wanted to ask you next, Christina, is, is the healing part of this. So- yeah. This, this move that we're going into, I believe a lot of us have been going through a severe, let's call them crises, you know, in our lives, mm -hmm. um, whether yeah. it's whatever, health, finances, uh, your job, yeah. your children, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I think 
it's it's God refining us and mm-hmm. and building up compassion and empathy inside of us mm-hmm. for for the wave, the tidal wave of people that are going to be coming that have been traumatized by you know whatever in their lives. And they're going to need, the church is going to be the one that is going to stand up and be the healing hands of yeah. Jesus himself. And it's not going to be that four wall church anymore. This is going to be outside in the streets, the sidewalks and bars and you name it. Like it's movie theaters. Yeah. I think it's going to be like this, like wildfire thing. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a very proactive church, not the one that's been sitting on its hands for the last 40 years. <laughs> Preach, yeah. <laughs> the one that you, you know are me? so so you enamored. You know me, with, you know. <laughs> yes. You know me. I, you know, I keep saying it. I keep saying it. The the, the harvest is going to be more bountiful by planting oh, them seeds in the field yeah. than by planting them in the barn. Yeah. I'm telling you, this is this is the way it has to be. The sidewalk yeah. prophets need to get out there and start making moves. Yeah, it's you know. time for everyone to get out. And and I don't know if you you know Ed Watts, but he had a bold message and he said, I'm going to be bold and I'm going to say this. He said, in the days, you know, today and in the days to come, he said, you're either apostate or you're apostolic. And I was like, woo, I felt that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, <man>. oh. <laughs> that There's hurts. no in between. That's and right. that's really where we're at. And I felt the fear of the Lord on that. You know, and, and we have to come up and out of that. It's almost like spellbinding kind of in a sense where the enemy wanted to keep us just bound and, and hidden and oppressed, you know, and the Lord is, it's, it's a turnaround. It's really a turnaround and coming into that governmental and that apostolic and that authority and that power um, and that love and strength. And so the Lord was showing me too today that healers, and deliverers um, also need healers and deliverers. You know what I mean? Yeah, amen to that. So many, you know, and even even pastors and leaders. And so that's how the Lord has trained me up is he has sent me as an intercessor and an apostolic watchman to serve in the secret, you know, a lot of really big, well-known people. um, And they have no idea what I'm doing or what the Lord has, but who I go to, the door opens and I'm able to minister to them. And it's always pastors and leaders because they're always so left out. And so that's where I get uh, like fired up and passionate because I'm like, we need more laborers for the harvest, but we also need more laborers to serve pastors and prophets and intercessors and leaders and healers and evangelists because they need ministering too as well. Um, And I think that's where we're at. Like, we can't hide it anymore. We can't hide the trauma that we've been through or the cycles or the patterns or the crisis. Like you said, many of us have gone through extreme, um, extreme traumas, you know, even complex traumas in ministries. So um, I know being in ministry, a lot of people don't understand, like it's, it's, uh, it can be dark. I mean, ministry land can be very (laughs) like out of this world uh, uh painful things to see and as intercessors we intercede we're not afraid and we embrace it and things are broken and things are guarded and protected um but i just feel like the lord is calling us up higher and see this is this is the whole thing of what i'm trying to say here because i'm really passionate about this is that if the church isn't going to allow us to heal and to serve and to minister at this capacity, let's say that way I am, 
um, you know, then what will come of that? There's going to be so many people that will eat. I mean, seriously, there was pastors that were like committing suicide during 2020 and 2021. And, and I, I want to be that voice. Like, where was everybody? Why wasn't anyone checking on them, praying for them, interceding for them? And so that's why I think I'm so passionate about raising up other intercessors and raising up watchmen and raising up spiritual mappers um, to go and take the land and um, minister because there was nowhere for me to receive that, if you understand what I'm saying. Like in a, a systematic church or man church, I guess you could say, um, this level of warfare that I've learned it, it was, I mean, it's not even a thought. It's not even a thought. It's not even, we, actually, I've been told, don't pray like that, Christina. So, you know, or you, you're not allowed to pray here. And, and I've had leaders like, uh, throw my hand and I've been attacked. And, you know, so, so many times I had to silence myself in the church, but I knew that the Lord had something in me very special. And so I kept seeking it. So a lot of people think, well, what I need is in the church. And it's not to say the church is bad, but I think we're coming into kingdom. We're coming into the kingdom army of God, into the government of God. And so just to encourage people that, you know, I, I am training people and I am raising up um, uh, army of intercessors and teaching and helping. So not only the healing aspect, but also the gifting aspect, because as you heal, your giftings come up to the surface, your giftings grow, the seer gifting grows, and we need a safe place to develop those gifts. And it's not really found in certain churches. And so that's where I feel like the um, Acts Church and the family and these different people that are gathering and different. And, and again, just to speak to pastors right now that are pioneering the new, they're under a lot of attack right now. But I want to encourage them to keep building anew, you know, because there's a lot of, let's just say, elders or people that are stuck in the old wineskin, the old patterns, old way, old way of doing things. Um, you weren't, won't survive if you keep trying to do your church that way. And so I know there's uh, several churches that are doing the new. And they're under attack, but they're still building. They're they're not coming down from that wall. You know, they're still building and growing and they're getting prepared for this harvest. I don't think there's a word that the devil likes more than complacency. If he can get you complacent and stuck in one spot, he knows you're powerless. And that's powerless. exactly that, that's exactly what's happened to the church. The church has That's done it. nothing. If you think about all the social woes that we're having right now, you can lay it at the foot of, of the church because Christians didn't stand up. They knew it was wrong, but they're like, yeah. well, I don't think I should you know, ruffle the feathers. I think I should just That's sit around and, and then That's I'll just go Sundays and then do my Wednesday night prayer meeting and everything <laughs> will be cool with, with the Lord. Like, it's like, I don't know where, well, I, <laughs> I have a theory. I don't know if it's true or not, but I believe the rapture, uh, the whole spiel about the rapture is what got the church complacent. And I think it was intentional. I think the 501c3 and the rapture both mm -hmm. paralyzed the church because it made you think, oh, oh I get a nice tax break. I don't have <laughs> to pay taxes. And I just got to keep my mouth shut about politics. I don't have to mm -hmm. say anything, which I don't mm -hmm. like anyway, so I won't. And then on top of it, Jesus is coming back and I don't have to do anything. I can just That's wait that. here. And, and... Them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that has drove me nuts for a long time yeah. because I'm so sick of hearing about, oh yeah, the rapture's coming. Okay, what about now? What about <laughs> do you think God? Do you think the Lord, if He came right now to any of our churches, 
I mean, I know ours he'd be happy with, but some some <laughs> churches, if he if he came in and sat there, do you think he would be happy with what he's hearing right. and seeing? That's I right. don't think That's so. Right. No, 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 no. Mm -mm. Yeah, because he's not even welcome in some churches. Just saying. So, yeah, it's very so true. true. That is so true. He's it is. Welcome. It is. Oh, my gosh. What do you think about that, Matt? Well, you know, I've spent, you know, you know that over the last few years, I, my wife and I have taken a more, I guess, evangelical approach and we've gone to a lot of different churches. Uh, do we belong to any one particular church? No. Um, but we've gone to a lot of different churches and you see a lot of different perspectives. You see a lot of different methods. You see a lot of different things in a lot of different churches, but the thing is, you can you can also see where, I guess you can also see where there definitely needs to be growth. Mm -hmm. um, not that I've got it all figured out or that I know everything, but when there's obvious things, that's where the flags kind of come up. It's like it's not it's not the subliminal things. It's these these things are obvious and apparent. You know, the unwillingness to talk about the hard the hard topics. Okay. You know, that's the that's the sad part is that's what people are struggling with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can feed scripture to, you can give people scripture and you can encourage them and you can tell them that you'll pray for them. And that's amazing. And those are all good things, but you need to be willing to go to the dark places and help them to find the light. You have to. And the only way to do that is to talk about the hard topics, talk about right. the hard parts. I mean, especially with this whole COVID and, you know, the pandemic and all these things that happened, people were suffering to such a degree that they really needed a support system, which is why, you know, drug addiction and alcohol abuse rose by 35%. Divorce yeah. rates went up by 30%. Suicide went up by 37%. Yeah. I mean, that's because people had no support system. It didn't mean that you had to actually like be willing to go out there and, and you know, stand in front of your building and all the other things. But the fact of the matter is, where were they reaching out to these people? Mm -hmm. Who was standing in the gap? Was you know, yeah. who was standing in the gap? Who is it? Who is interceding? Who is the one that was actually willing to talk to you about the darkness that you're going through? Not just tell you, it's okay, I'll pray for you. Or just pray ask God about it. <laughs> You know, and it's like, I can't okay, stand that. I can't stand <laughs> well, that. because a lot of times I got to say, I don't feel like they follow up the prayer, which is why usually typically I say, if I say, I'm going to pray for you, I'm like, well, then let's just do it. Yeah. yeah. Like right here, right now. Why not? Because people mean to forget, but life happens, especially if you're in a leadership role and you have so many, you have so many things and so many people that are pulling on you. You know, and so I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, we, we definitely need to be willing to talk about the hard stuff because that's what people are coming there to learn. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're coming to learn how to cope. They're coming to learn how to understand. They're coming, they need to come and learn how to be reminded on a daily basis that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Mm -hmm. That confidence and boldness is afforded to all of us, not just the people that have titles, not just the people who are in leadership. That confidence and boldness, that God-given authority is appointed to all of us. Mm -hmm. We need to be instructed to walk in that. But I feel like too too often, leadership doesn't want equals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's an issue. You know, pride cometh before the fall. That's, that's an issue. You know, I do feel like there's a big, there's a big issue with people putting people of title on pedestals. Um, we're human beings. Mm -hmm. 
it's just because we have a title in front of our name we're still human beings the suffering right. is still real the realities of life is still real the attacks the spiritual yeah. warfare is still real mm -hmm. i mean it may even be more so more I know so. that I know that the, more so. I know that the farther <laughs> I've gone down this road, the more attacks I've been under. Yeah, you know, attacks on my mind, attacks on my spirit, attacks on my on my on my thought process, on my understanding, on my worth. Mm -hmm. I mean, That's these it. are these are these are things. This is the true reality, and this is why I'm saying, like, I feel like pastors need to be more transparent and understanding that we are we are in the fight together all i'm the only role that i'm playing that's slightly different is i'm shepherding the flock yeah trying to lead you to the good grass i'm trying to lead you to the healthy water mm -hmm. that doesn't mean i'm not looking for it too <laughs> amen that's it that's the word right i want to speak to effective prayer i was thinking about that like why has no one been taught to pray effectively or even on spiritual warfare, like prayer is lacking. And that's where I just, I really want to encourage people in that because of the effective prayers. And then you even have psychic prayers where people, there's a generation where they were taught to pray psychic prayers where really it's like you pray for people to get sick, you know, um, because of their sin or, you know, you do this and that. And so there's so much deception. And I feel like the Lord is wanting to bring, you know, order out of the chaos um, and the disalignment, I guess, and come into the training of effective warfare prayers and spiritual warfare prayers. And there's so many people that I work with that I have worked with and are working with now that came out of the occult or came out of games and did, you know, Santeria or different things and, and they're being tormented and they go to church, they're getting baptized, they're doing all the things, but they're being tormented by all these entities. And so that's one thing that the Lord trained me up. I mean, since probably 2010, 2011 um, is in spiritual warfare and effective warfare strategies and prayers. Um, because even, even as people are coming out of the occult right now, like they need healers, deliverers. I mean, it's like they need a whole family around about them. And that's lacking too. You go to an altar call, you get saved, but you have, there's no foundation. There's no uh, healthy bonding. There's, there's nothing, you know, right. and so now they, what? Get, they get taken, taken over. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. It's like, now what? Yeah. So it's you know, I, I said the words, I said the prayer. Now what, what do I do yeah. now? <laughs> yeah. Now we yeah, mother that's... and father, we disciple, we mentor, we get to work. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's been a huge problem. No discipleship for sure. You know, we have a guest on Miko. She's a returning guest. She comes on every like six weeks or so. And she, she's mm -hmm. awesome. And she does a lot of deliverance ministry and things like that. And she did her last teaching was about spiritual warfare and putting on the armor of God and what that actually means. And I think like we've, you know, we've all read the books, we've seen the TV show or whatever the special and, and talks about, you know, put on your helmet of salvation and your breastplate of, you know, all this stuff. Right. And you're like, you're like, well, wait a minute. Like, well, I don't really have like a wardrobe that's got all this stuff hanging in it. I'm like, what does that actually look like? And what does that mean? Yeah. And she did a great job. I mean, she went through it scripturally Beautiful. and just explained, you know, what it, what it is. And I know you're in it daily. Like this is your calling, one this of your callings. Yeah. And so yeah. what does that look like to you daily? Like when you get up out of bed, like what's your mindset? I mean, I'm hearing the Lord 24 seven. <laughs> so I'm just like, I mean, even last night I didn't get sleep and I'm just grateful for the intercessors and, and the people that the Lord has sent me, because I tell you, I couldn't do 
the high level warfare that I'm doing today um, without family, without kingdom family around me, um, you know, cheering me on, praying for me, supporting for me, interceding, you know, I couldn't do it without them. And, and that's where I'm super encouraged. And I want to encourage others that many have been on the battlefield alone. Many have been left on the battlefield. <laughs> I was one of those people, um, you know, and now I feel like we're coming into a season where you're going to have everything that you need met like all of your needs met Amen. relationally, financially, emotionally. Um, is it going to come all at once? No. Is it going to come in, in faith, you know, each step? Yes. Um, but I do see that forming and I do see that happening that he is, we're in the, a movement and we're actually moving in the movement to, to grow stronger as a tribe together, like as these kingdom units, right? Um, and guarding the gates and guarding your region, your territory, your family, you know, just having everything go from uh, micro to macro. But I do feel so strongly that, um, the support, the support, I feel like we're going to be, um, supported more than we ever have. And it is a new season of transition and movement and moving and um, hearing the Lord. So even last night, I was up all night in intercession and travail and it was really heavy. Like I, the Lord allows me to feel it like in real time. And that's where, you know, intercessors go into travail and, and, and just weeping. And, you know, there's not even any words for what you're feeling in the spirit, but it, it's, um, it's weighty. <clears throat> it's very weighty. And just being attuned and attentive to him and the messages and the words. And, and the one thing that he told me, and I've told you this already, is that because you guys are bringing some real time, high level information forward, you know, um, you're going to need protection. You're going to need really strong intercessors, warriors, um, it, it is like a military kingdom special ops unit coalition where they're going to be so trained in this end time war that you're going to be protected and guarded in a way that the enemy has feared, you know what I'm saying. And, and even I had a friend recently message me and she said that she was driving because she works at a hospital and there's a ton, tons of, of witches and warlocks that work in the hospital system. And she literally at like 10 o'clock at night, um, seen, um, a witch, uh, literally like floating midair with a full cloak on while she was driving home, just right there, you know, doing witchcraft right there. And even I was in Atlanta recently and there was a lady, a young lady doing witchcraft <laughs> right in the middle of the um, lobby. And everybody's, and it was eight o'clock in the morning and she was doing a full blown hoodoo voodoo whole thing. Right. And she was, uh, obviously taken over and I'm like what the heck is going on here Lord <laughs> I can't let this you know stay fly um so I go and I make intercession and I go into warfare and then she stands up and she starts manifesting and the Lord is saying this is the kind of engagement that we're going to need to engage in warfare and battle 
because that's a soul. And I started to prophesy over her. I started to prophesy over her identity and just prophesy love and, and salvation and a greater power and a greater love. And, um, you know, just coming against these entities that were controlling her and, it, and people were walking by and there were spectators watching, but I feel like that's where we're at. We're at a time of engagement where you can't mm -hmm. just sit there. I mean, you can, but you're going to have to answer to the Lord for that. But I mean, how much, how much more are we going to want to be used by the Lord this, this time that we're living in, you know? So it's very empowering and I hope it encourages others to step out. So even if you have fear or I've never prayed out loud before, I don't know, you know, I, I heard a word for someone at the grocery store and I just don't know it's like just do it just step out I think that's where we're at we just have to step out in greater ways because God wants to move and he wants to move through each of us <laughs> you're muted Gino <laughs> I pushed the wrong button sorry you <laughs> I knew I was. He did it. <laughs> it's only one time it's not gonna happen one time again. that's it you're good <laughs> <laughs> we each get like a one-time thing no, yeah. I was saying this witches and warlock thing. I know there's people that roll their eyes, you know, they might be watching and they're like, oh, come on. Are you, you know, I mean, most oh. of the people watching here probably already understand this. But, you know, if I was to tell some of my relatives, you know, there's witches and warlock, <laughs> they would just laugh me out of their house. Right. But it's like when you're it's in real. this and especially what, you know, Sylvia and Danielle and Megan and what we, we do with exactly. the children, you exactly. see it firsthand and you feel right. it. We actually recently there was a person that was um, kind of following or following us around in social media land. Yeah. And, um, and a, one of our people had problems with this particular person in the past. And, and they were like, we need to get on it, you know, and say this and say this on social media. And they were doing it for a little while. And I said, no, 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 back off and, and just let it be. And what I did is I went to the Lord and I said, Lord, it's your battle, not ours. Okay. vengeance is yours says the lord i give it to you and you will take care of this problem i want this particular person to be saved i said mm -hmm. i pray that you speak to, to to this person's heart because i guess this person said they were a christian but i believe it was a warlock because this person has he doesn't have a huge following although in the darkness i think he does um not so much like on his twitter you know thing i said his mm -hmm. so it is a man <laughs> sorry i was trying to keep it none the non-gender thing, but <laughs> I screwed up. Anyway, it went silent, like immediately, like haven't heard anything. So I don't know what, what has happened. I'm praying that this person is getting self, you know, saved and, and salvation has come to his home and all right. these things. I have no idea, but you know, that's where I think we're at, where it's like, yes, we engage, we understand our personal battles and what we have and what authority right. God has given us through Jesus Christ. Right. But then there's an authority that is the fathers alone. Mm -hmm. And we know that sometimes print power, you know, powers and principalities, we don't have authority over them. God does. And we can, we can intercede for people and we can go to the Lord and, and say, Lord, we need you to remove this principality. We need you to, to it's time for this thing to come down and mm -hmm. he'll see fit when it's time for it to come down in this temple that we've been talking about, this Babylonian system, that is, there's several principalities that are leading this babylonian system and have been for centuries and oh, yeah. i think that's what we're getting ready to see crumble is that yeah. it was all built on sand it wasn't built on the on the rock jesus christ it was built on sand and lies and the bigger it is the harder it falls and and that's where we're we're heading into where god is going to start removing principalities and it already is yeah and we're going to see know. like very quick changes swift changes is what i heard swift 
Yeah. Are you sensing the same thing? Me or Matt? Yeah, yeah. Chris, <laughs> you, you. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, She knows yeah. how um, I feel. <laughs> yeah, I pretty much know. Um, so I just want to bring up, uh, okay, so for intercessors and even the people that I was men mentored under where we did like strike teams and went to different lands and territories, we did make intercession against these principalities and it wasn't us doing it, but it was working with the Lord and with the angelic host and everything was, it was targeted strategic high level prayers and we did it as a team, but see the Lord assigns you to it. You can't, it's, it's, you can't just go and, oh, well, I have authority. I can go do this. No. You have to like literally be assigned by the Lord that this is the unit, this is the team, and you go in strategically. And we were part of other teams that this is what they've been doing for years. And they, they, the Lord literally through our intercession unseats principalities and regions and territories. But there was someone that wrote a book, and I can't remember his name right now, but that did cause a lot of fear over intercessors to stop because of casualties or because of this, but it was because they were doing it um, where they, there's a jurisdiction that the Lord has for each of us. And when you cross that jurisdiction, yeah, there's casualties. So that's why it's so important to discern and hear the spirit of the Lord, like what he's saying, how he's saying it. It, it is like war. I mean, it's very strategic and hearing the Lord has a, a war room, a council room, and he will allow intercessors and leaders and generals to go in there. And even with their giftings, like people who have a seer gift. And that's another thing I, I, I don't want to go on a tangent with, but I feel like, why is it that all these other religions can understand the supernatural and powers and, and things like that? Um, and not only just other religions, but the occult. But when we try to say anything, and we're kingdom, we have power over all power of the enemy and by no means shall anything harm us. But yet if we even say one thing like that, it's like mockery, you know? And so at, at some point, yes, we, we can't, you know, be led by the opinions of man and people. We just are to be obedient what the Lord is doing. Um, but I, that's part of the takeover is that enough is enough. And even like you talked about COVID, the first thing that came to mind in 2020 was it's the church's responsibility. We, we forfeited, we let, you know, there was tons of breaches in every way, right? In every facet. And so now we're closing up those breaches. We're repenting, we're consecrating, we're renouncing, we're, we're weeping, we're travailing, we're fasting, and we're coming into this fiery bride of war, right? And love. And, and we're, we're conquering and we're taking territory and we're building and we're pioneering. And this is a whole new voice of the bride of Christ, I feel like, for a body of believers. Um, and it's exciting. It's thrilling. And it's giving hope because I can't tell you enough how many people I've worked with that they actually left, you know, their walk with Christ in a sense um, because they were seeking healing and they couldn't find it in the church. So they went into new age retreats. Well, you know, they had, they had all this occult. I mean, there's people that, that grow up in the occult and they have people think, you know, you get saved and you're just covered under the blood and I'm saved, you know, and all this stuff. And there's no responsibility. There's no walking out your salvation. There's no Ephesians 6, 12. And, and then they get broken and beat up by the enemy. And then they go looking for healing in, in new age. And so I feel like the Lord is going to show them that they don't have to do that. And that, you know, we have ultimate authority and ultimate power. That new age infiltration has been here for a while. I've seen it firsthand and it's, it 
does look very Christian. Oh, one hundred percent. Oh, you just you you could follow oh, hey, bro, brother, sister, you know, and it's and it's Jesus, and I love Jesus, and all that. And then when you really get down to the crux of it, you find out it's not the Jesus you and I are worshiping. That's no, for sure. Another Jesus. Yeah, I'm it's, like it's all this... y'all are a suspect. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's this conscious. Yeah. What do they call it? The Christ consciousness or something? You know, it's, it's just like no, it's, it's true. Like, it's so annoying and it's but the problem is see believers and, and this gosh I, I christina i really feel bad because i feel like on all my shows i end up railing against the church and i don't mean oh, to it's, 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 it's it's just exactly it's just frustration with the ignorance of the church because they haven't read the word they don't know what it says they've trusted a pastor and you know maybe the pastor was good maybe he wasn't but they just said, well, he's a man of the cloth, so I can believe when he comes out of his mouth. And it's like, and he's up on a stage and a pet behind a, you know, podium. Like, it gives him this, like, God-like thing. And, and I mean, I've con I've had to deal with it myself. I've seen people say, well, the pastor said, I'm like, well, did you even check what the word says about it? Like, it doesn't line up with what he's saying. There's one right. particular person in my life that, oh, my gosh, it's a constant thing. And it's just ignorance upon ignorance. And I keep saying, at some point. God holds you accountable for that That's ignorance right. because it That's doesn't, right. ignorance can't stay ignorance if you've been told. Yeah. And at some point you have to answer for that. And that's where we're at. I think like all of it's coming to a head, all the things you've discussed and what me and Matt have said, it's all coming to a point where it's, it's mm -hmm. about to just, he's going to blow it up. Yes, and it's yeah. like, but his mercy and his grace go before him. And that's what's really awesome. But that's he right. will <clears throat> allow us to go through trials and tribulations because Hell he yeah. doesn't want you to fall to the enemy's temptations and end up in hell. I mean, that's the bottom yeah. line. That's like boot camp too. Some of our trials, I try to encourage people like, oh, you're in training. How nice. <laughs> you're in boot camp. <laughs> How nice. Let's go. <laughs> it, you're going to learn how to war. It can be dirty and it gets really like, it. it's that's a grind. Cool. It is a very hard thing sometimes. And and it, you want to give up so bad sometimes you're just like, oh, it's just too hard. But then he gives you his grace for yeah. one more day, one yeah. more day. And he just pushes you and you're like, okay, Lord, I can do it because you're, you're in control. Right. Yeah. I, I, I want to say I have given up once and I threw the towel. Like I'm done with this. I am done. And, and it was because of the calling that I have the warfare. I mean, I, yeah, I could sit here all day and just say all the things that happened. It was just horrific. Um, and I, I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. And there's many that might hear this right now. And I want to encourage you that, you know, just the obedience of your path and your walk of where you go and who you align with and, and the people that God brings in your life, it's very key because, um, I threw it. I was like, I don't want it. I don't want to do deliverance. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this anymore. And, um, you know, just ministry hurt, church hurt, leadership hurt, trauma, crisis after crisis after crisis. And I was like, I'm done. And I kid you not, I, I think it was maybe like two years later, I went to this like picnic, kingdom picnic. And this lady came to me and I was like, oh no, oh no, here we go. Cause deliverance, you know, the children's bread, she had a huge loaf of bread. And I'm like, oh, don't, don't bring it to me, lady. Just 
give it to that person <laughs> next to me. And she's like, you, you're called to deliverance. And I was like, I know I'm called to deliverance. And then she gave me the bread and she prophesied over me and I took it back. And, you know, and so I, I mean, it's hard. This walk is hard. We share in his suffering just as much as we share in his glory, you know? And so a lot of times people get upset with God and it's so important to remember to forgive him. You know, you can be upset. We're allowed to be upset, but just don't stay there um, because the pain is very real. And I think we need to not be so, I don't know, holier than thou as if it doesn't hurt and just stuff it, you know, or, or find these, um, things to, to self-medicate or whatever. But, um, I feel like we need to process those pains like God, I'm hurting or, you know, however it is that you're feeling. Um, but yeah, I just want people to be encouraged that maybe you did throw it back at God. Like, I don't want this. This is, you don't even know what I've been through. Um, I just want you guys to be encouraged that you do have a mighty call over your life and you are needed. That, um, Amen. That's, Amen a, that. that's a Sunday sermon. <laughs> That is not going to fill the fill the pews, okay? Not at <laughs> so all, like, not at all. Sorry, you have to talking. suffer like Jesus did. Yeah, what? yeah. <laughs> Pick up your cross. What are you talking about? I can't do that. I got to go to Joel Osteen's church and hear some. Stop. You know, my best life now. <laughs> Disclaimer. Disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, here, let me throw that up real quick. Here. Do it. Disclaimer. Do it. Do it. That way, it it lets. <laughs> That frees us of any okay. legal legal obligations. Not really. You're so true, Christina. Like it's I don't know. Like I'm 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 in I'm so encouraged, even though it sounds like I'm not. Like I get it. Like there's probably people like, oh my gosh, you've been negative, negative, negative. But it, I'm not really. It's I think God, we've almost been set up as a church. Like the bride. He's allowed Good. this tomfoolery to go on for like a long time in his grace and mercy. But there's always, yeah, yeah there's always going to be a day of recompense. Like in that day's approaching, mm -hmm. but it's, but thank God he's full of grace and mercy. Thank God. Right. Because right. it could be wrath, but he will never pour wrath out on his own bride ever. So we, we know that from scripture. So I'm grateful for that. But I am glad that it is time to show the mm -hmm. fakes. Churchianity, mm -hmm. it's over. Like that, those it's days. It's over. It's done, guys. Sorry, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. You cannot do church as you've been doing it. Mm -mm, that's mm -mm. over. Yeah, just like Ed Watts said, you're either apostate or apostolic. There is no in between. Yeah, there is. You can't mm -hmm. ride the fence. No. I tried. Did, Matt, did you ever try riding the fence when you were a new Christian? Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> I think everyone has a period where you're just like, I only want to take this so far. You know what I mean? I, I don't, I don't want to be involved. I, I just want, you know, I want them to be the one doing the praying. I want them oh, to wow. be the one yeah, doing the opposite. I was the opposite. So no. everyone, my whole family, if you're watching, I love you. But they're like, this lady, she accepted this guy named Jesus into her life, and she done lost her mind. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yeah. I'm trying to save your soul. Listen to me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've seen videos. <laughs> I've seen videos of those charged up Christians and they're running in there like, you know, it's just it's it's a thing. It's a thing. I mean, I I definitely because of my upbringing, I had uh it took me a long time to figure out I had a real issue with worth. Mm. You know, uh worth and and value. 
you know, uh, yeah. my words aren't worth listening to, you know, because I was ignored, you know, when I was growing up, I was ignored. I was kind of told to be seen and not heard. You know, I was mm -hmm. quickly dismissed. And it's amazing. We make these definitive decisions that carry on into our adult life. Yep. You know, I always tell Gino, most people that you encounter are nothing more than adult-sized children. That's it. They made their most definitive decisions on how they do things, whether they stay, whether they go, whether they sit, whether they stand on decisions that they made at very young ages. Yep. You know, that's where, that's where, you know, you have this you have this nature in which you're born with, and then you have your nurture, which is where life has stood up for you or it hasn't, you know, created that safe atmosphere. And that determines your character. And that character is what carries you throughout your life. Mm -hmm. That's where the tantrums come from. That's where the attitude comes from. That's where, that's where the anxiety, that's where the depression, that's where all of these hindrances come from. Yeah. It's from these definitive decisions that we made at such young ages, not even realizing that we were making decisions that were going to determine the outcome of our entire lives. Right. I mean, you can, you can, I can have a conversation with someone that's, you know, in their fifties, even their sixties about this very same thing. And they're like, well, why didn't anyone tell me this sooner? And it's like, well, listen, most people won't take the time to figure this out because it's easier just to dismiss away what your situation is. Mm -hmm. It's not your, it's not my problem. It's your problem. So it, it, as opposed to being willing to go in there and try and deep dive and really figure out what the root of all this is, because that's what, that's what it is. It's a definitive decision that was made. And it even, it, like I said, it even hinders, hinders how you pray, how you talk to God, how you approach everything. I didn't understand a father's love. I didn't understand authority. I didn't understand obedience. I, I had no understanding of any of those things okay. because of my upbringing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's just, I mean, I guess there's hope for everybody. <laughs> there's hope for everybody. I had some hills to climb. I had some mountains that I needed to move. Um, and I'm still I'm still in the process. You know, I'm still I'm still in the refining process right now. I don't know that we're ever completely out of it this side of heaven. No, I don't think we are. I think, yeah, I try to tell people that because people come to me and they're like, you know, I've already been delivered. I'm like, uh, it's until Jesus comes. So yeah, right. <laughs> told right. you, like, you just repent and renounce from some things and break some things and it's done. I'm like, I've been doing this, you know, for 13 years because of my own healing journey. And then That's the right. Lord will show me and then I'll help others. And I'm like, I don't see it stopping. I think it's until he comes that we're in this process and this refiner's fire of being renewed and healed and restored. But even just to speak to the the subconscious and the traumas that even the opinions that that we take as truth that we grew up, whether it's like abandonment, rejection, fragmentation in the womb, um, things that abuse, you know, that we go through growing up and so I grew up in a lot of abuse and violence and so that fragments you and like you said you do it's that arrested development that you're functioning from this back part of you through the trauma and you're believing all that unworthiness and it's a false identity really right mm -hmm. I feel like it's an identity that Satan has has seated over us and so that's why the healing with Christ and with someone who who can help you through these things is so important so you don't stay the same because that's what the devil that's what the devil wants i mean the thing is i think a lot of understanding in the area of purpose is is also something that's really lacking and being spoken upon because yeah. you were sent here to this earth 
for a purpose. Right. And I'm going to tell you right now, everybody that's listening, it isn't family drama. Mm -hmm. It isn't, it isn't your, your issues with your, you know, your, your social issues. These are, these are, these are stepping, these are stepping stones. These are stumbling points that the devil puts in front of you because you have a purpose. He knows it. You may not, but he does. He does. And so he's going to put everything in your way. He's going to lie to you in your own voice and make you believe the unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, imagine that we are our own worst critic. You know, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's not that surprising, but that's, that's what he does. He seeks your, he seeks your identity because if he can convince you that you're something other than what you were predestined to be, then he's won. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean he's going to drag you through a life of drug addiction or all these other things. You may be, you may be someone who's been in the pews for 50 years, Mm -hmm. serving consistently in this church and, and dedicated and following. But at the same time, you have you have aught in your heart. You have you have regret in your heart. You have, you know, uh, grudges. You hold grudges. You have an unwillingness to forgive. Mm-hmm. These are these are hindrances that you've been carrying for so long, but you will not. You refuse to look at them. The word says that there are none so blind that, than those who choose not to see. That goes without people that are born without sight. It's mm-hmm. a good word. Yeah, so it's just it's a lot. It's a lot. We're going deep here right now. We're calling you up. We're calling you up higher. <laughs> Let's go. It, Let's but it's go. worth it, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's worth it to worthy come up work. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is because at the end of the day, I mean, look, nothing is going with us. I've heard it's you know you're not bringing that U-Haul with you into heaven, right? It's like the only <laughs> right. thing that's going to follow Never you. Never see one behind a hearse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're the only thing that's going with you are the works that you've done in His name. That's it. And we will be rewarded for that, which is really cool. I mean, he didn't, it's funny because he's actually the one doing it through us and we still get rewarded for it. Like, how cool is that? Like, that's a, that's, that's a loving father. But at the end of the day, like I know us, I'm, I'm not motivated by those rewards. That's going to be great. I'm motivated by him knowing that he saved me, a wretch like me, he saved me and he didn't have to, I could have died so many times when I was drinking, when I was young and driving, Amen and just doing dumb, stupid things, and for some reason, he kept his hand of protection around me, Thank and you. you know, and that's so, like that that can that really humbles you because you're like, man, like his divine providence and sovereignty was over me even while I was yet a sinner, right? And he died, he died for me anyway, and I think that's just like that's my motivating thing because yeah. i want other people to experience that love like we talked about earlier that right. love that's surpa- you know the peace that surpasses all understanding a love mm-hmm. that surpasses any kind of understanding like all of that is in a package in jesus and it's and he did it for each one of us like it wasn't anybody in in you know like oh well i'm going to come for this group of people and that's it no he did it for anybody that wants to believe and receive that free gift it's the only thing in this universe that's free yeah there's nothing else that's free. Everything is paid for and you're bought and it's and it's fake and plastic. Like I want genuine things. Genuine. I want truthful things. I want honest things. You know, I want, you know, respectful things, like things that just build each other up. And that's where it's heading. And it's he didn't, Christina, he didn't have to do this. He could have just came back and judged the world if he wanted to. But yeah, nope, he's giving great. us he's given us a reprieve. And he's bringing in this harvest of people that, you know, 
we're destitute and reprobates and all these people that we've, we've cast aside. And he says, no, no, no. I love them just like I loved you when you were a sinner. That's and right. I want them to come to me. Like mm -hmm. that should, that's our motivating force. That should be driving all of us as believers because we understand that. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about that parable when Jesus, you know, he, the guy goes and chokes, he, he's in jail. He owes a debt that he can't pay. And then they pay his debt. Someone pays an insurmountable yeah. debt. He lets him out. And what does he do? He goes and finds a guy that owes him like five bucks and yeah. starts choking yeah. him. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, we well. can't be that guy. Yeah, it's like, no, we can't. Mm -mm. I'm excited. <laughs> Christina, you say pioneer a lot. And I, I remember the first time I ever heard you say, I was like, oh my gosh, she said that word. And I had, in the church, I had never heard anybody use the word pioneer until I met AC, Pastor AC. So he was mm -hmm. on our show here. Matt introduced me and now we're, become good friends we're building his church and all these things Beautiful. and so and so but his thing one of the first things he said was we're going to be pioneers right. and i was like and then you that's said it and i was like oh my gosh that's so cool so when you say that when you say pioneers what what does that look like and and why did god give you that word or is that something you interpreted oh no that that's like i feel like that's a key that the lord has given me um that i'm a pioneer you know you're a pioneer we're all pioneers that are are building the new because there's an old order of god an old way of god and i feel like pioneers bring the new like so many people say like we can't live off of the old revelation we can't live off of the old revivals we can learn but we we are called to pioneer you know, the new messages, the new mysteries that are being unlocked, the new weapons of warfare, um, the new that he's building. It's uncharted territory and it can be very hard, right? Because <laughs> um, again, we haven't been this way before. Our world was never has never been in this condition before. Um, the church has never been where it's at. The government has never been where it's at. So everything is very new. But I believe he's he's handpicked us to be pioneers for this um, battle. And and this it's like a battle of war, but also beauty, um, because there's beauty in in creating. There's beauty in love. There's beauty in relationships. There's you know and and the Lord did give me a word about uh, war and love. That even in the war, even in the chaos, there's going to be so much like bountiful love and uh promises being unlocked and 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 destinies being fulfilled and um things that we've never seen happen before miracles in a whole new way like we can't keep looking back you know um we have to look forward but see when you pioneer you you will be criticized and judged and and i was criticized and judged for a lot of things that i was trying to do um, because it was new and sometimes with religion it's really hard for them to allow that freedom to do something that's so outside the box so I guess true. you could say <laughs> so he's yeah we, we we've broken through that glass ceiling so to speak and and we're pioneering the new and moving forward so so this is history we're part of part of making history for sure yeah amen to that mm-hmm Let's do it. Let's rewrite history. Yes. <laughs> Come on, people. I'm so ready for it, aren't you? I mean, like, I'm so like, I'm, I don't want to say I'm anxious, you know, but I'm, I'm excited because yeah. I can see it. Like, it's tangible. Like, you can yes. feel it's at the door. It's so close. And yes. I, I do feel like he's going to redeem the time, too, because a That's lot it. of us have lost right. a lot of time just due to you know, all kinds of 
traumas and things that have happened to us. You know, being in the with the with the children that have been taken from parents and things like that, which is just yeah. absolutely heartbreaking and has become this passion, this this fire inside. Mm -hmm. And you think, man, Lord, like these people have lost years watching their children grow up. Like, how do you replace that? But I just know that he's the God that heals and somehow, yeah. some way he can he can work those miracles out yeah. where that time is. Yes, it happened, but he's going to redeem it. And the love yeah. will be so such a strong bond between him and the family that it'll overcome those challenges. That's, right. that's a good word. Wow, that's powerful, Gino. That's a good word. And I, I have been hearing the word timeline redemption. Man, speaking of Amen. a good word. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Two. That's two of them. Yeah. Two. <laughs> timeline <laughs> redemption. I got to remember that one. Mm -hmm. Yes, oh, we're coming man. into that. So, so you know, someone when I when I left the leadership team in California, they're like, we we have to repent because we don't want to let you go, Christina. And and they prophesied over me, and they prophesied that, um, you know, these forty years of my life, I've seen the worst of humanity, and they prophesied, you know, the next portion of your life, Christina, you're going to see the best of humanity. And right, can I just say, since they spoke that in June over me, that's all I've seen. Come on. Yeah. So awesome. I, I'm just, yeah. I'm just, yeah, I just decree and declare that note now over every person that has went through trauma and loss and just great heartbreak that the Lord is the Lord of recovery. And there is a timeline redemption that he's loosing over his people. So be encouraged. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's really encouraging. I mean, what else, if you really think about it, I mean, all of us have hurt. There isn't a single person that gets out of this life without some kind of hurt. But, yeah. and, and some of the hurt seems like it's inoperable, right? Like it's stage four cancer and it's just going to oh, eat you gosh. alive. But, <laughs> but with God, all things are possible. Mm -hmm. And, and I know it. I just, I don't, we all have that inner knowing. Like he's mm -hmm. doing something in this hour, this is for such yeah. a time as this, like, this is like going to be historic. Like we said, it's going to be yeah. biblical. It's going to be like things that even, you know, it's going to look like the Red Sea is going to look like, you know, the parting of, uh, you know, some little Creek in my backyard or something. Right. <laughs> like it's like it's going to, he's going to really just tear mm -hmm. down all these notions we've had. And, you know, let's face it. The church has, has held, um, no, the church has tied Jesus's hands by unbelief and, and just by mm, kind of getting in this, this routine we were talking about. Like you just kind of do the thing, the tradition, and that ties his hands. And, and yeah. once the church realizes, oh, my gosh, like, what have we done? You know, it's that old cliche, you know, putting God in a box. Yeah, that's what we've done, essentially. And it's time to let him out of the box. Like it's time like we just let go of our whatever those notions are and just lean in with faith and say, we're trusting you in these times because you are the only answer. And mm -hmm. I, I actually think like all the stuff we've gone through just in the, think about the last five years, like wow. in, in po politics or in the world war, all these things going on. You think there is no hope, but him. And he allowed it so that people could wake up and say, Oh my gosh, like I need God. Yes. Like, that's it. That's the answer. Yes. And and I, it makes me think of the mixture of the occult with Christianity, because even when I was in Israel last year, um, I couldn't even buy anything from any of the holy sites without having a third eye on it. 
everything was very mixed with Christianity and the occult and all of these things are tied together. So I feel like the Lord is wanting to cleanse all the contamination, you know, that's come in. I mean, it's all throughout the old Testament. It's all throughout mm -hmm. scripture with the paganism. And even I, I'm in Ezekiel right now. And, you know, just how, what was being done in the temple, like what's, what's being done behind the door behind the wall. I mean, and that's what a lot of the people that you work with, you know, and it is horrific, but we have to be able to look at these things, serve these people, be on the front lines, you know, and be a voice and um, see justice and see reconciliation, you know, that these parents are, these children are reconciled back to their children and that these, the wickedness is exposed and that there's justice. So yeah, no more sitting, <laughs> sitting around. There's, I don't know if the Lord has shown you anything about like, you know, future events with, let's just say some politicians. Um, have <laughs> you seen like, like perp walks or people being arrested or, you know, some kind of whatever justice is going to look like? Is there going to be like a, you know, the Nuremberg trials or something like that? Like, I, I, think I really we're gonna feel see like it. that's where we're headed for that. I, I think too. we're going to see it. I think we're going to see it in real time. And I think last time I was on, on the podcast with you and Sylvia, I shared how I, I read Kathy O'Brien's book and just all these horrific things that happened with her and all these different high government people. I mean, horrific what this woman has been through. It's just beyond me. And the Lord did say that as the exposure comes, many people won't be able to stomach it. Literally, they won't be able to stomach it. Um, but also, I feel like it was going to be all for everyone to see. And I asked the Lord, you know, how are we going to win this war? And, you know, with all this wickedness that has been being done in front of our faces, really, but behind the scenes, in a sense. And he said, we're going to win this war through the clips, the files and the images that are coming forward. And I feel like it's all going to come out. They can't hide mm -hmm. it. Like the Lord is literally bringing everything out into the open for the world to see. And, and we're going to see it like really unfold. And I, we're seeing, I, I have literally thought the exact same thing. I, I know for a fact it's all there. Yeah. All oh, the yeah. Like you can't tell me they didn't, they raided Epstein's Island. You can't tell me they don't have every, computer Oh, they have drive. it. Was, they have mm -hmm. everything. Uh, yeah. you know, Space Force and all these other agencies that are gathering information, good people that are actually doing the right things for, for America and for, for the country. Yeah. It's going to be a great day of reckoning. I'm looking forward to it. That's God it. kept telling me celebration day, celebration day. Like Amen. This, I literally yeah. heard him say that like three times. And it, it's, it's, that's what we're heading for. Like, and I don't think I, I I'm going to dare to say it's going to be our new independence and it's, mm -hmm. it's going to be this thing like, Yes, we'll still celebrate the 4th of July as Independence Day, but it's going like to be a that. new day of independence where oh, we're set free from the Babylonian nightmare. We've wow, all Gina, that's good. That's a good word. I received yeah, that. I, that has been deep down inside. And you brought up Kathy O'Brien. We had her on, I don't know, maybe six months ago. She's such an amazing woman. And I wanted, I, I think I told you this before. I want to put um, a show together where it would be you and Gina and... Um, who else? I wanted to, Kathy. Um, who, there was Kelly. like five or six. Oh, Kelly. Yeah, for sure. Kelly. Um, oh, Joe, my alien guy. Like, because mm -hmm. I want, I want to expose the devil's tricks from all these different angles. Oh, that's good. That's you know, good. Wh whether it's alien. That. Yes. So-called alien abduction to SRA stuff to witchcraft, yeah. you know, like all these different things. Like, I think it'd be a really good show and maybe it would be like once every six weeks or something we get together and we, yeah, we do a show about that, exposing the enemy's tricks. 
um, yeah. new age tactics. I want to get, you know, former new ager on. And I think that yeah. would be fun to just kind of blow the cover of what he's been doing. <laughs> That'd be a good way to do it. Like no holding back. No holding back. <laughs> No you have to have that disclaimer up the entire show. <laughs> Just spinning the whole here. thing. I'll have it in the corner or something. So right. right. I'm excited. I really am. I know it's, it's, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, Julie Green prophesied a big disclosure of evidence on her podcast yesterday. Okay, cool. There's been lots of prophet prophetic voices. I follow a few and I don't ever, I don't tell people who I follow. And there's a reason I don't. Because yeah. I don't yeah. want them to follow because Gino said so. <laughs> okay, like, like I know the ones that are real and the ones that aren't. Um, and there are some good, there are prophetic voices out there that are telling yeah. the word of the Lord. And, and yeah. so the ones that I have been following, one in particular, is very, very clear. Like confirmations mm -hmm. come all the time with this particular person. And so I don't, I used to follow Julie Green quite a bit. And then she got kicked off YouTube and stuff and I didn't see her anymore. And so I don't really know much about her anymore. But mm -hmm. I have, there are other voices that are saying the exact same thing that I trust. And I will say personally, that is what I have felt deep down inside for probably at least two years now. That is, there is a precipice coming. There is a moment, a Red Sea moment where mm -hmm. it is going to happen swiftly. That's the word I heard, swiftly. And mm -hmm. I will stand by that until it happens because I know that that's what he's doing. And I believe it, it's to set this world free from that Babylonian system so that people mm -hmm. will run to him and they'll That's realize right. only God could do this, not a man. Yeah. Only God will be worshiped when this all happens. Amen. Amen. And it's not, I don't want to, and the other thing I have to make, there is a disclaimer. <laughs> I just thought, oh, 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 oh. Okay. <laughs> so I, <There laughs> I do have to say this. I'm, I am not saying this is the thousand year reign of Christ on earth. Okay. That's not what I'm saying. There will still be evil. There's still going to be problems. There's still going to be right. death on this earth until he comes back and resurrects us and in the new earth is created all, we there is still going to be problems and thieves and all, of course but it's going to look different because we don't even know what it's like to be out of the system because we've mm. all been born in it it's like That's the it. you know the matrix it's like, we, like we're all matrix. in it yeah we don't even know it like we're in it and no. we're like wait a minute this is cool because i'm free you're not free yeah. <laughs> you're not free no. from anything That's the word. That's yeah. it. coming out time to come out come out of her mm -hmm. come out for sure our good friend joyful june said there's a town in florida called celebration it would be fun to have a celebration and celebration oh florida. that's yes, cute <laughs> you should do that uh, and then raven 2000 said i was witnessing to someone and a car horn kept going going on i just persisted yeah the devil's oh man how many times when you've <laughs> had a, an opportunity and your the phone keeps ringing and it wasn't ringing all day long oh, or yeah. or or car trouble or like all these weird things that the devil weird does strange. on our on our broadcast like speaking of the matrix we have this guy tom oldhouse he's actually the writer of the matrix the original immortals screenplay and mm -hmm. it got stolen from him by the cabal in hollywood and oh, so they surprise, for a year, surprise. They, they, oh, they did all kinds of terrible things to his family and stuff. But we do a show every Tuesday. And and it's funny because on that show, I can't tell you how many times we've literally went off the air. Like it just stops. Wow. Like, I Believe mean, it literally shuts down. It's the, It never happens. I mean, very rare. With Megan, it happens on our Saturday night show. All of a sudden, it will just go off. Now, is that people that don't like us shutting it down? Or is that demonic trickery or both? I don't know, yeah. but... I can tell you it happens. 
Yeah. So it's very strange. It is strange. And we have to call forth the strange and unusual miracles. So if he's doing some funky stuff, I'm like, Lord, can you do some strange and unusual miracles to counteract that? That's strange. Right, yeah. that's, that's, that's a good word right there. Strange and unusual. I would love to see strange and unusual. Yeah, my my wife, when I became a Christian, my wife's back got healed. And that's a long story, but it's a real, I've told that testimony many times in here. And that was a very tangible thing that I witnessed within less than 24 hours. This just mm -hmm. unbelievable miracle that happened. He healed my wife's back. And it was incredible. And that's kind of what led me on my path. To, to I was already searching for God and all that stuff. But he was already working at that time, tons of miracles in my life, literal miracles, Beautiful. like cool things that would just happen. I'm like, how is that happening? That never happened before. Um, but it was because he was, you know, he was wooing me in, right? He was wooing me and saying, Gino, it's okay. It's a safe place here. Aww, I care for you. And beautiful. I think, you know, he'll do that for, if, if you're out there and you're, you're kind of on the fence, like we said, you're riding that fence and you're not sure, trust yeah. me, take the chance. <laughs> and yeah. I use chance in quotes. Like it is, it is so worth it. Yeah. And stay hungry. Stay thirsty for the more of God. You know, don't, don't let your fire be burned out. Um, I think that's a big thing is just continuing that desire of more, knowing more of him. Mm -hmm. yep, amen. Oh, yep. Christina, such <clears throat> awesome having you on. I don't want to keep you forever. It's already been an hour and a half. Um, but <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. I mean, unless you want to stay, that's up to you. I mean, we love having you, but I just don't want to take your time. I know you got yeah, kids no, and everything. So. Fine, thank you. One, nice. Oh, one more, one more question. So you had to make this big move across the country. And I mean, we were, we were joking about it earlier about you were in California. It's kind of warm. Yeah. It's sunny most days. And then all of a sudden you have to move halfway across the country to, if we, yeah. And, and you're in this snowy, cold environment that you're not accustomed to. Uh, you're not, you're not a native there. I mean, when, when you heard the Lord speak so clearly that this is what he wanted you to do, yeah. was there yeah. any hesitation in you where you're like, Oh, but Lord, or was this it just like, no, nope, my lifestyle, Gino, with the Lord. Oh. It has been a lifestyle with him. So he speaks, I go. And literally I was in Israel. I think I was at Mount Gilgal. And I said, Lord, I'll follow you to the ends of the earth. You just tell me. And that was, you know, 2023 in April, May. And then a month, he's like, start packing. You're moving. I'm like, oh. Okay. <laughs> so, and he's always done that. So, so I'm, you know, some people would, would say wild one, I guess you can say, um, in Christ, but I'm one that does exactly what he says to do, you know, no matter how wild or extreme it might seem or appear, but, um, I do hear him and I always get confirmation and I have different mentors and people that are around me as well, that I'll go to them re in regards to it. Um, and, he, it's so cool how he works because he'll give you a city, a state, a message, a territory. And I believe that's what he's doing with a lot of people right now. And um, he said, don't get comfortable. Don't buy anything. Don't put anything on your walls in Minnesota. He said, you're just passing through. This is like wow. a temporary shelter for you. And this is how, the, this is how I hear the Lord. And he's like, this is a temporary shelter for you. You're not getting comfortable. You're not, no. 
you're you're literally just there for a minute and you're passing through. And so then now he gave he did give me a state and he said you'll be in this state by 2024. The end of 2024. Mm. So then I got aligned with someone in ministry and she's like, the Lord is calling me to connect with you in regards to a ministry, something that the Lord's stirring up in me for ministry. And she said the same exact state that the Lord gave me. Wow. So cool. But talk confirmation. about confirmation. Yeah, confirmation. So so I bless Minnesota and all of its coldness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we are gonna be transitioning um to Georgia actually. So Georgia. yeah, that'll be happening soon. And it's always assignment driven. There's always something that he has. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited for that. Do you know what the assignment is in Minnesota yet? I mean, are you feeling it right now or is it? Oh, oh, the, the assignment in, yeah, the assignment in Minnesota, it was, there was a lot of different um, spiritual mapping and pioneering and uh, giving messages and words to different leaders here and things like that. So, you know, I, I, that's the part of the obedience too, is you loose with the Lord you know, whatever you're seeing, you're hearing, and, and you move in that in faith and obedience, mm -hmm. and then he does the rest, you know, and so, yeah, and that's a whole nother story that will probably unlock something, because, yeah, I, I mean, long story short, I found out that um, here in, I think it's St. Cloud, I'm trying to remember, I know for sure Minnesota, but I think St. Cloud specifically is uh, where Hitler wanted to make his headquarters. Wow. Really? Yeah. So it's never an accident, like where the Lord takes me and what he wants to show me. So it, yeah. And that, and that's part, yeah, that's a whole nother topic. Oh my gosh. Now yeah. I don't want you to go. She's going there for ley lines, man. She's going there that's for ley lines. Yeah. Wow. So see, that's why the intercession teams are so important. That's why I'm blessed you aligned me with Anne, because to find people to do these things is very hard. You need teams, mm -hmm. you need units that are anointed and called and positioned by the Lord. And so really just raising those people up, because I was one of those people where I'm like, I was by myself in my house, laying hands on maps. And the Lord said, I'm going to give you exact coordinates where children are. I'm going to give you exact coordinates, how to do warfare with the ley lines and the grids and just how they do different things. And um, like a rescue mission as well. And I'm doing this by myself. And I'm like, is there anyone else? Is there anyone else Lord, that can help me? <laughs> can somebody help me, please? <laughs> yeah. And so uh, in my region and territory, there wasn't very many people that function that way. It kind of scared them if I even brought it up, you know. Um, so the Lord's been bringing brave soldiers um to be trained and equipped and so we're, we're building that right now very cool joyful mm -hmm. june is in georgia so she wants to know north or south georgia she's in north georgia north yeah yeah she's oh, hoping cool. that okay. you're coming to like her city okay yeah june <laughs> so june um uh kelly she's like come on down kelly hawley has a ministry down there uh warrior bride ministries and they had a conference it's in your neck of the woods somewhere over there because sylvia mm -hmm. she knows sylvia lives by her yeah. too but um they there's a, a yearly conference that they have you should attend that june in fact i'm going to try to get down there this year too i want to i definitely want to get down for that conference because man meet some great people that's how we met you that's how sylvia connected yes. with you and yeah yes. and um kelly and Gina and everybody else. It's such a great team that you guys have. I mean, I know you're not directly working with them, but indirectly. Um, but it's just an amazing 
group of people that God has brought together at this Powerful. time. It's it's just not a coincidence. Like it is amazing no. who he's connecting us with. And you came in at the at like the most critical time in what we're dealing with because mm -hmm. we were feeling the heat. I mean, I'm not telling yeah. I'm not joking. Like we could feel the oh, spiritual heaviness and the oh, darkness. Yeah. And yeah. I was getting really like there was a part of me that was like not I never would quit. Yeah. But I did I I was questioning am i supposed to be doing this lord have you really called i don't want to do something i'm not called to do right and, and he gave me a dream and i was a little confused by it usually i can interpret my dreams but this one confused me one part of it and so you know ann elliot um we had I, I was talking with ann on a zoom call and and i told her the dream she's like gino he's saying she's do like, not bail out don't bail out i'm like oh my gosh okay come cool. on jesus <laughs> Yeah. See, and you was, need that. I, you need people like Anne to speak that word over you. And so, yeah. see, we all need that. And that's one thing that was my heart. And I think I shared that at the conference um, was that the Lord did show me after reading Kathy's book and then after, you know, learning spiritual mapping for three years and strategic targeted uh, prayer writing. Um, he showed me that we're going to need these teams to surround people like you and, you know, where it's like covering every single base, you know, spiritual, natural, um, you know, court watchers, people covering people in the house, going to the house to do healing and deliverance, um, writing targeted prayers for everyone. Um, and that's at all levels. So even people that are running for Senate or running for different positions, like they're going to need intercessors. I, I truly believe that that's where we're at, that we're going to need very high level equipped you know mm -hmm. um strategic warfare intercessors that will intercede and protect you guys as you're on the front lines exposing these things and protecting you know god's children i well i thank you so much i mean and i know the girls do too because we all felt that as soon as you guys came in we're like okay wow like we definitely yeah. feel the coverage yeah. like i know we needed that. Um, and not that we weren't praying and doing those things, but it was like we needed someone that's called to do those things, like warriors for that particular battle. And yeah, we, we just thank you part. so much. Yeah, we're just so thankful for that. June June wanted to know what's the name of the conference. Do you remember the name of Kelly's conference? Um, it's just I, I believe it's just Warrior Bride Ministries Conference or Count the Cost. Um, she'll have be having it in the fall, I think. But on her website um she'll be posting it soon i don't know if it's up yet but i think it's going to be in the fall yeah we'll have kelly back on june like in fact her and gene are going to be coming back and uh talking about the programming like you're talking about kathy o'brien and and just i i man i there's so many great people that understand it from the inner yeah. workings of it and it's so fun exposing it and yes. like getting people set free from that garbage yeah. and um like Gina and Kelly are just such an awesome team. They like, are incredible. Uh, I've yeah. been gleaning yeah. and learning so much from both of them. So that's what I'm saying. Like, like, like basic deliverance. I'm like, this is like kindergarten. I feel like with Gina and Kelly, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like oh, it's like a master's, <laughs> it's, it's a master's yeah, it's degree. doctorate. It's yeah. quantum. It's realms. Mm. It's yeah, it's so different, but it's so needed. So we're needing to equip churches and we're actually working on a training for a apostolic uh, ministry to train their their leaders. And so that's what we want to do, too, is train and educate. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Well, guys, yeah. uh, you can go to her website. It's daughtersofwarfare.square.site. Lots of great information here. Uh, I was perusing through it earlier. And if you need to get in touch with her, you can reach out to her via email through the website. Also, if you are interested in contributing, 
everybody takes donations because donations <laughs> are part of <laughs> ministry. And I, I can't wait for the day when we don't have to ask for donations. That will be a fun day. But until that day, that is where we're at, and we will work with that. Also, you can go find her on Instagram, Daughters of Warfare. Um, are you on X or on Facebook? No, I told Sylvia I'm I'm a newbie. I'm a newbie to the whole okay. Twitter thing. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You might want to avoid it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just a lot of, I don't know. There's a lot of animosity okay. there and just trolls. And it's just, All right. it's it's Sounds not as fun as it used to be. <laughs> yeah, Warrior. Okay, P.O. Box is half. Oh, it's only a half hour drive from her. Okay, great. Sweet. Excellent. Yeah, you got to go. I'm Enjoy June. I I call her Joy. Her name's Joyful June in the chat. I know her real name, but I, I don't want to say that. But um, yeah, I will. I think I'm going to be down there this year. I want to. Me you and have to. I, want to go down. I mean, yeah, yeah I, you have to. I do to. not want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. I mean, God is is fortifying and just adding on to the teams and the ministries and the hearts of the people. And this is truly kingdom um, and it's kingdom family. So, yeah, you don't want to miss it. Right. Christina, can you pray us out before we yeah. close up shop here? Thank you. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Lord. I just thank you. I give you praise. I give you honor. I give you glory. I thank you for each and every person that's just here listening. And I know that you're just even bringing, I feel like there's just this healing anointing that just from their uh, faith and obedience to just listen and chime in to hear what you're speaking and what you're doing in your body, Lord, that there's a healing, there's an anointing being released in a new way. And I just thank you, Lord, that you're stirring up gifts within your people right now. And there's a fire, there's a faith and a fire stirring up in your children to create, to build whatever that idea is, whatever that prototype is, whatever it is. I mean, there's so many resources right now to build ministry, to build um, restaurants, um, foods, you name it. I just feel like there's a lot of heart desires that need to be fulfilled and that the Lord wants to meet you in each of them and not to worry, not to have fear, not to fret, that even um, though there's chaos and there's things and wars and um, just division, that the Lord wants you to be encouraged that there's also um, increased relationships and favor and the resources will be there and everything that you need will be there. And I just pray a hedge of protection. And I just decree and declare the blood watch of Jesus around each of us and our families and our homes and everything that we put our hands to. And I just thank you, Lord, that you're stirring up dreams. I feel like there's dreamers on this um, call listening. You're stirring up dreamers. You're stirring up the Debras, the Davids, um, and stirring up them in a new way, a refreshing way, and that they would allow whatever is old and dead and stagnant whatever cannot go into the new and into the future that they would lay it and they would leave it for you to take father that they wouldn't take it with them because it's too heavy and so i thank you that yes you're rolling the reproach father you're rolling away the traumas in jesus name and i just thank you for the increase of joy even with that woman um joy um the joy of the lord truly is our strength and you're um, strengthening our bones our sleep our rest and you're Stirring up intercessors to want to join the fight. And we are your kingdom and time remnant and ecclesias. We are your wild ones. And we are unashamed and unafraid um, to, to just be used by you and to be used in unusual ways so that you can move in miraculous wonders. And so we just um, give you praise and honor. And we ask that you just have your way. We surrender and we say, have your way in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Thanks Amen. so much. <laughs>
Thank you. Christina, thank you so much for coming back on and uh, look forward you. to having you on again and, you know, our daily texting and whatever in uh, yeah. real, real life. Yes. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to celebrate all this together, but thank you so much for using the gifts God has given you and sharing them with everybody else. That is. Okay. Yes. Thank amazing. you very much for joining us also. Thank you so, so much. We'll let... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no. That's it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to let you end your meeting, but me and Matt will stick around for a couple okay. more minutes. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Have a blessed night, you guys. Thank you. You too. All right. Good night. Oh, that was good, man. So it's good. good. It's good. It's good. All right. Hang on. I got to do a little uh, cleanup here and move my logo <laughs> now that it's... Okay. We'll put that right back there. That looks good. Then we will put our names back on the screen because no one knows who we are, Matt. <laughs> that's very important <laughs> right not at this point yeah i gotta lower that one right there perfect okay i think we're good oh man yeah christina's oh, it's just i gotta tell you we it, it was so divine how we met like it just all kind of came together at the right time like i mean like perfect timing actually and um her gifts are exactly what we need in the war we in, we're in with the, the child trafficking stuff. So just an amazing, amazing thing that God has done for us at this perfect timing. Angela and Christina need to meet. I I agree. I agree. Oh, man. I think they that'd be good. Like, oh, man. <laughs> I think true. that'd be good. We need to make that. We need to make that connection. We need to make mm -hmm. that connection. Because I think yes. that would be something that'd be good. He said there's quite a bit of interesting spiritual warfare going on in Georgia. I don't know what it is about Georgia, but, you know, that's obviously where Sylvia lives. And, yeah, there is a lot of high strangeness going on. It, but it's it's everywhere. But it, there are, like, pockets that seem to right. be, like, I don't know, hot points or something. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, for sure. That's that's the, <laughs> that's an understatement. That is an understatement. It's, uh, I don't know. It's just really interesting how everything is so in your face these days. It's like the yeah. devil's not even the devil's not even trying to hide anymore. But do you and think I, okay, that's that's a good point, but do you think he's not trying to hide or he's been exposed and now it ha it's out in the open? Like that's what I think has really happened over the last like 5 6 years. Like it's just been this thing of constant exposure, exposure, things that were hidden forever. Like the Lord told me, I remember he gave me a dream. He said what's been concealed will be revealed. And like Come that on. is what I that's what's going on. Like I I don't think he wanted to necessarily give the whole game plan away but now he realizes oh crap <laughs> like i need to start ramping it up and he can't help but be in the open now yeah yeah i mean that's the whole thing everything that's in the darkness is is eventually going to come to light that's just the way it is you know it's funny because during uh during the whole 2020 2021 you know um obviously a lot of people a lot of people went on unemployment and you know they collected the free money and all the other things but i didn't feel it i didn't feel it in my spirit that that was god honoring um for me to do now granted it's not it's it's not a judgment for anybody that did take the time off whatever to reach their own but i just felt like god was telling me that i needed to stay at work and so we had a we were doing a lot with the medical um a lot with the medical world um, we were doing a lot with access control, a lot with surveillance and, you know, um, through the hospital system that we were working at, they were like, we really need 
guys that can do like the the limited energy wiring the low voltage wiring because they needed all sorts of things they wanted they wanted talk down speakers they wanted microphones that they could put in the in the pods so that way the nurses didn't have to go in they could communicate with the patients and all these different things were happening and so i just never i never felt fearful of the of the situation you know i just knew where my protection came from and uh you know i would always say that to people and everyone would just laugh at me they were just laughing at me. It was like, even, even believers were like, why are you going and doing this? Why are you putting yourself in harm's way? Why aren't you scared? And it's like, because listen, as far as I'm concerned, all the days in my life have already been predetermined. And if this is what does it, then this is what does it. But I'm not gonna, I, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna knock my knees and I'm not going to be afraid of it you know and so i just i went i went kind of head on into it but man i had so many people that would just that would just laugh it away because i kept telling them like you just wait and see you just wait and see all there there's a whole agenda that's behind this there there's there's something way darker way more nefarious that's happening right now that you don't see and they're like yeah okay sure here's the guy who talks to god and all that <laughs> like okay buddy like you I mean you can laugh but you know what do they say he who laughs last laughs the loudest you know I've been mocked I mean you name it like <laughs> because of because of my belief and because I didn't move on it mm -hmm. and the thing is because I felt like I felt like it was a proving ground I mean honestly if I felt to myself if there was ever a time to truly prove to God then I'm not going to move. It was like a, it was like a, it was like a Job moment, you know, because honestly, I, I told you I did a job at a church because they figured, well, you know, it was something that they'd been planning on doing. And since the church was going to be empty, it seemed fitting that, you know, we, they could upgrade their surveillance system and, you know, upgrade their locking system on their doors because their church had been broken into a couple of times and, you know, whatever. And, I just found it amazing to me that literally like someone would come in from like the admin staff or something. These are believers, you know, and I'd hear a door. I knew I was there. I was there by myself for like two and a half months. So if you hear a door or you hear something, <laughs> you're just like on red alert because you're used to just like, I gotten so used to all the creaks and all the bumps and noises of the building that at first kind of creeped me out because I knew I was the only one that was there, you know? And uh, you'd hear a door and I just kind of go to investigate. And these people would practically take off running when they saw somebody else in the church. I mean, bolt for the door. Like the angel of death was walking around in the church. It's like, it's not like I chased after him. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just like, that's so weird. And it happened over and over again. And it's just, I don't know. It was just, I think it was really a, it was a really interesting time, but I think it was a, it was a time to really take a stand. And unfortunately there was a lot that didn't, you know, yeah, I hear um, you on that. I hear you. there was a lot that didn't uh, real quick. I want to address something. Adam had mentioned uh, Sheila Holm. Actually, I'm probably going to have Sheila Holm on one of our shows. I don't know if it'll be on this one or another. Um, Sheila's yeah, she's amazing. That's another woman that God tells her to do something and she just does it. But she's written some books and you gotta you gotta respect the obedience. You gotta respect yeah. it. Yeah. I actually know someone that knows her very well. Uh our friend Christy down in Florida who just ran for commissioner down there. She she's 
pretty good friends with her and has had her on her own podcast and said she will connect us if I want to. So, yeah, I would definitely like to have Sheila. I'm trying to get, like, Matt, I want to have all these different angles, like I was talking about, right? I want to, like, hit the devil hard from every side and expose all these different agendas. It's it's the same agenda, but they seem like different agendas. And I want to sure. show that. No, they're all connected. It's it's just like this whole cabal system we're all under. This, this you know, one world order or new world order, whatever you want to call it, the... Um, Babylonian system. It's like all the tricks are are coming to light. You know, remember remember that show? What was that? Oh, the ex magician or something like that. And he was revealing all the secrets of the magicians, and they were really ticked off because he was exposing how they did their tricks. Do you remember that show? Because he was messing with their livelihood. Yeah, it was like I forgot his name. It was something <laughs> X Man or I whatever. And yeah. anyway, he would show all these tricks. I, I vaguely getting, I know what you're talking about. Yes. It was getting high ratings because people, you know, of course you want to know how they do the tricks. And then when you yeah, know but... the trick, you're like, well, that was kind of boring. <laughs> like, it wasn't that exciting. It's more exciting when you don't know it. Well, that's what I feel like is happening with the devil. Like, it's his tricks yeah. have seemed very mysterious and all that, but it's really like sleight of hand stuff. Like, it's it's nothing. It's a little it's more obvious than you think. It's just, yeah, you're just yeah. not, you're just not, you're not watching close enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like, Honestly, I could I could see it. I could really see it. Like I could see the I could see the warfare taking place. Um, you know, and it was just it it was really sad. It was really sad, you know, to see how many people just like, you know, they they fled for the hills. Hmm. And it's just it was like, wow. Wow. This is uh this is where well, this is where the remnant has to rise up. This is where this is where the the battle cry has to sound. You but know, this Matt, is where it, if, this is where it's got to be. If you think about it, when they run for the hills, that's not the person you want in the foxhole with you anyway. Well, that's a, I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like it's almost like a your you know your CPL. I have a, I have a CPL, and I've had it for years. And uh, you know, one of the one of the biggest that one of the biggest deciding factors because I was never really a big advocate of any firearms or whatever. It's just. You know, I never really grew up exposed to any of it. But when all of a sudden everything was being threatened, all the liberties were being threatened to be taken away. I was like, no, no, this is this ain't happening. This ain't happening. You have to have the right. You have to have the right to choose. And that's the part that bothers me is when you take away my right to choose, you know. And so it's like going through um going through with your cpl training it's funny because all the places where all these crazy things happen are all the places where you can't take it <laughs> <That's insane. laughs> it's like it's seriously it's like you can't you can't take it near schools you can't take it near hospitals you can't take them in casinos you can't you can't carry them everywhere where the bad things happen do does this sound strange at all to anybody <laughs> like Matt. where all where all this stuff is happening that's where i feel like okay that has to be a tactic come on a, a good friend of mine, this is years ago, He one day he was telling me, he's like, he's like, oh, man, you know, these school shootings and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, telling you. I said, you realize everywhere there's a mass shooting, guess what the common denominator is? And he couldn't figure it out. I said, dude, I'm telling you right now, you can you can look this up. It's like 100 out of 100. It's a gun-free zone. I said, if you were a, if you're a bad guy and you want to do bodily harm and kill people and steal things... Where are you going to go where you know, gosh, I could pretty much get away with anything. I can get away right. with murder, literally. 
in a gun-free zone. And he was like, really? Like, I didn't know that. And then I went through the major cities, Chicago, Washington, D.C., sure. Great Britain, all these places that have no, you know, you can't have firearms. I said, guess who have the highest crime rates? <laughs> guess which? Well, that's capita. why I'm saying, you know, this kind of ties into the whole, you know, sleight of hand thing. I think it's just, I think it's just another <laughs> subtlety, another subtlety ploy that the devil is using. I don't think that these, these things, these things don't happen on accident, you know? And then what do they do? What is their response? They blame the, they blame the firearms. Mm-hmm. It's always the firearms problem. It's never it's never attributed to any sort of spiritual torment that that person was going through. It was never it's never a conversation of any sort of demonic influence and it's never a responsibility of the actual person who pulled the trigger. And so that's why I just feel like all of these like the more that you look into these systems, the more that they tie together. And that's why that's why I brought it up. I mean, because I know that there are people that aren't really about, you know, they're not really about guns. There's, you know, I've had people say to me that, you know, like, what, you know, what do you need that for? Listen, I'd rather have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. You know, like, you know, I've taken the vow before my family to protect them. And I think one of the things that we truly did see, especially when the the pandemic happened was the desperation of people when people are attacking people in grocery stores over rolls of toilet paper <laughs> you know i'm i'm just like what and listen there's a desperation it's like i've always said you know desperate people do desperate things you know and so that's why i feel like you know like especially if you go down into like the inner city the areas that are that, that you know are poverty level they live at a certain level of desperation and that's why they're willing to do desperate things. Mm-hmm. It isn't, it, it, I don't think it's ever a situation is yeah. I, I just, I just want to steal your car from you. I think it's, I need it more than you do. And so I'm willing to do what it takes to get it, you know? And so that's just, that's really what it comes down to is I just, I feel like, like you said, you know, the devil's tactics are very, they're a little more obvious and we like to, we like to give them credit for but the problem is we walk around in the state of obliviousness. It's easier to look away than to look at it. And so I think this is where the, you know, the, the remnant has to rise up. This is where, this is where the people that are true found, you know, true foundation believers, you know, true believers in, in, you know, moral structure and true believers in, in what the book says and putting it into practice you know i mean we've just gotten so far away from that <laughs> we got some days ahead my my guy because you know Good it's point. it's it's always darkest before the dawn i promise you know i know that much to be true but when this when this when the sun does come up and it exposes all these things it will be a great day it's going to be amazing i can't i don't i keep trying to think like what the celebration is going to like how are we going to celebrate how is it going to I don't know. It's going to be amazing. That's all I know. Um, okay, so one joyful June is going to, to bed. June. Good night, joyful sweet June. Dreams. Sweet dreams. Yes. And if you do have some dreams, you can go ahead and shoot me them in a DM like you do, and we can, <laughs> we can try to interpret them. Uh, but have a great day at school. Shut her sore throat. Or sore throat. Her throat is sore. Uh, she had to yell at the students all day, apparently. So, yeah, hopefully uh, you, the Lord soothes your throat. Also, Curious Patriot has joined. It's good to see you, bro. Um I love the mechanics yes. and engineering of them too. They are fun tools. <laughs> Listen, yes, they are. I, I, like I said, I didn't start that way. I didn't start that way, but now 
I mean, my wife already knows. Don't take me, don't take me into a store that has a gun section and leave me alone. Because there's a good likelihood I'll be trying to get them all in my cart. Because <laughs> yeah. I just I do, want, you know, I want to try them all. I want to try them all. I, I have you know? one. It's a small handgun or whatever. And but I need to get to the range. Like I haven't been to a range in like ever. <laughs> um so yep. yeah i need to really get out and i was gonna bring my daughter likes to shoot her her boyfriend is you know kind of a hunter and things like that so they've been cool. out a few times same um, but yeah and th this is the thing law-abiding citizens do not use firearms to go harm people and kill people like it's right. for protection or hunting or something you know innocent like I hate when they paint this picture like it's the law-abiding citizens doing all the crimes what are you talking about Show me one law-abiding citizen that ever committed a crime with a gun. No. How many, you know, Matt, I, there was a stat, and I don't remember where I saw this. Um, the, in, in America, on any given day, armed robbers are stopped, or, or thieves just coming in a party store or something like that, are, are stopped by law-abiding citizens, like I forgot how many times per day. But you never hear that story in the media, ever. Well, no, no, because that paints that that doesn't paint the imagery that they want. You know, it doesn't it doesn't paint the imagery that they want. It, it's it's to villainize things. It's it again. It, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about when she was on. You know, there's a certain level of of control. It's a means of control, and the only way to actually get control is to take as much of yours away from you that I can. You know, and and so that's that's ultimately that's what the devil does in our lives, also. He tries to he tries to take your control, your self control, you know your 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 ability to withstand and thwart all the times that he wants you to just give in. He wants you to just quit, you know. Exactly. And and that's what that's what it comes down to. And there's times, man, I you know just as well as I do. We've had we've had conversations. i you know, and and I have been under a lot of warfare this year, a lot. You know, it's been it's been coming a lot. But the thing is, we just we just stay in that that the the joy of the lord is our strength and it reminds us of we're reminded of it daily and we recite that daily that this is what is necessary because listen i can't help circumstances i can help reactions i mean that's the truth of it <laughs> like you know it's like you, you know, were that... saying earlier i don't know anyone who doesn't have any problems listen everyone on my block's got them <laughs> it's just <laughs> it, it's what it is you know what i mean it's just it wears a different hat. It's it's you know whatever it is, but everyone's got problems, because like I said, you can't you can't help the fact that there's going to be circumstances and there's going to be situations, but what you can help is how you react to it. You know, you you funny. only you brought uh, up. Go ahead, yeah. You you brought up something that reminded me of a dream God had given me a, probably about a year ago, and it was in, it's he with me. He gives me a lot of idioms and things that I can relate to, like, especially with my work and stuff like that. But it was, <laughs> one of them was funny. This one dream, I woke up and I was like, what the heck? And it was this, it was a hare and a turtle and something else racing on this like scoreboard. And, and then, and there's way more to the dream, but that, that was the part that I was like, what are you showing me? Like, I don't get this. And then I heard him say, slow and steady wins the race. <laughs> and it was the That's turtle right. that won the race. And I knew he was talking about my faith because I was whining to him and complaining like I do sometimes. Neo, gun. What? No. Neo. She says, uh, guns Come prevent 2.5 million crimes every year, 6,849 a day. Thank you. Like, <laughs> what is, it's like Google. 
Neil's like Google. Like she was right there, ready to go. She <laughs> got was some awesome. stats. Like, yeah, ready see, with so, it. Okay, so that's way more than I thought it was, but that's amazing. Like I love that step. Thank you. And she even put the link in there for us. Thank you. So apparently Neil's been link, uh, lurking. Neil, did you see our guest tonight, Christina? Because I was, when she was on, I was thinking, man, I hope Neil's watching. You would, if you saw her, awesome. If not, you're gonna have to go back and watch Christina. She's amazing. Um, and by the way, Neil, we need to talk and figure out when we're going to do another show and which one you want to come on. And it would be really cool if Ron wants to hang out with us, too. Um, did I tell you, Matt, I went on Ron's show better lately? Um, he may have. You may have told me. I'm not sure. I was the it's secret guest on a Monday. It was fun. Oh, a secret guest. Yeah. I you was were the secret. In, in a silhouette. And then all of a sudden... I was revealed. What was and like what the, was like the great eyes? The curtain was removed, <laughs> and it was right. just this little dude in a green suit yelling into a microphone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Neil said she's all about the sauce. I I know that, dude. No, I have to watch the replay. Okay, Frank went into OT. <laughs> oh, I see the packing order. So it's Frank and then me. Okay, I see how it works. <laughs> yeah, Frank, I'm here too. Frank has a gigantic <laughs> following, by the way. Yeah, uh, Curious said, uh, all you got to do is watch ASP to show you how this, how they save lives, act of self-protection. Absolutely. Like, it's so, listen, Matt, anybody that wants to argue the point that guns don't save lives is a moron. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I, I have zero respect for that person because I don't even understand. Like, you know what I love? So there's a certain person in my life. I think this person has changed their outlook on this, by the way. But back a while ago... I said, I used the scenario. I said, what if you're in a restaurant with your family enjoying a nice meal and all of a sudden some idiot comes barging through the front door with a mask on and a gun and says, give me everything or I'm killing you. Wouldn't you want somebody in that place with a gun that could stand up and defend everybody else? Like just shoot him? Or would you just rather have him shoot the whole place up? Like, I don't understand the mentality of that. And there are people, I've heard this argument, they will say, well, no, because two wrongs don't make a right. <laughs> okay, if you're, in the, <laughs> if you're in that situation, are you going to be thinking okay. like that? Of course not. Like, it's so ridiculous. Two wrongs don't make a right, Gino. They never have. <laughs> so <laughs> They never have. How dare you? Stupidity. That's why I'm not on X. That's why I just literally have left X for weeks now, because I can't, I, I just, I'm, literally cringing and anxiety ridden by what i see on x i'm just like okay i can't take it anymore enough is enough it's so frustrating yeah <sighs> speaking oh speaking of sauce i got a triple sample pack of heat street hot sauce sitting downstairs that just arrived Cute. did you curious <laughs> patriot really yeah oh man we forgot to put up your website bro Yep, I actually uh, I saw that uh, you know, I, I, and I figured that I figured out that was who it was when I saw the order. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so. Thank Crap. you for your What's support. Your, I forgot your website. What was it? heatstreet.com? It, it's heat, heatstreetdetroit.com. Yeah, heatstreetdetroit.com. Yes. Seriously, try the sauce. Let me know. Let let us know what you think. Gino's too big of a baby, but either way, 
the the honey roasted habanero is getting like rave reviews people are going crazy for it they really love that one my wife is a big fan of the pineapple um and then the the pineapple cherry it's just a different it's a it's a unique flavor profile it's got sweet it's got tartness and then it's got a little bit of a bite to it and thank you again for your support this is and, all just part very, of a grander vision very reasonable prices I would yeah yeah say. yeah like well you, you know three it, pack for 25 bones that's not bad well, and the other thing is, I mean, they are a little more expensive than Red Hot or Cholula, but all of our sauces have actual real ingredients in them. There's real peppers, there's real fruits, there's real vegetables, there's real real garlic, there's real cilantro, everything's real. None of it's dried, None. there's no artificial preservatives, there's nothing fake in there. Um, so, yeah, it's just good for you. The only thing we use as a stabilizer is just white distilled vinegar and organic lime juice, and it will keep for 14 months without putting anything in it that you can't pronounce. Imagine that. Although, make sure to refrigerate it after opening because it is real fruits and vegetables. Matt, is that actually you pouring the sauces right there from the machine? No. <laughs> no, that's me taking the video. <laughs> no, I don't have the I don't have the skills like that. Honestly, I would have it all over the floor. The 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 kitchen that I go through is is you know, Al is a, he's a man of God also. He's the, he's the chef that actually cooks my recipes and he is a ninja in the kitchen. Like he is so fast. He's so fast, like bottle after bottle after bottle, but uh, we're getting ready to uh, by April go fully automated. So it won't be like nice. hand filling anymore. So he's a, uh, he's upgrading his kitchen and his facility in a big way. He's going from about a 4,000 square foot to 10,000 square foot facility. So Very cool, man. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, happy for you. Happy for you and Ange. Heatstreetdetroit.com folks. If you're interested in buying any stuff, yeah, check it out. Matt, Matt is correct. I was a bit of a pansy. We went out to eat a bunch of us and, <laughs> <laughs> and Matt's like, here, try this. And I, had AC a, was like it? going crazy know, for it. I know, man. He was, was eating it on everything. You had the honey roasted habanero. Honey the honey roasted habanero. The taste was out of this world. Like, dude, I loved it. But honestly, yeah. like within a second, I felt like flames <laughs> were shooting out of my mouth. It was so freaking hot. Neil, thank you so much for the shades. Just appreciate yeah. you. Yeah. It's uh yeah, I mean that's that's the that's the whole point of the deal. But don't let him don't let him sway you though. It's not so hot that it ruins your meal. It's got some bite to it because they are fresh peppers. But the fact of the matter is it's not any of those challenge sauces or anything like that. If anybody's thinking okay. that, but it was, it is, uh, it, it is good. It is good. The honey roasted, those are slow roasted habaneros or slow roasted and wildflower honey. It's uh, it's just, it's great stuff. It's great stuff. Gino doesn't like the spice, which is fine. You know, we're good. No, no, no. Let's be clear. I like spice. It's just, sure. that was like, I don't like eating fire. Like that right. was <laughs> way above my. Stick to eating ketchup then. Yeah. <laughs> Stick to eating ketchup then. Because <laughs> they call it a hot sauce for a reason, man. It should at least be a little hot. <laughs> otherwise, it, has otherwise it's just vinegar. Curious Patriot has also gifted us the shades. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. We appreciate your patronage. Thanks yeah, for the shades. Just look at Neo's sticker with the dragon. <laughs> That's exactly what it was like. My gosh, it was so freaking hot. <laughs> and it took, Matt, I'm not joking. You know, I was at the other end of the table from you guys, but I was like, I'm telling my wife, I'm like, holy crap, it's like not getting cooler. It was like 10 minutes later. You know, you know that Mama Eva? 
Yeah. You know that Mama Eva ate it and Don't she even didn't start. even grimace? She didn't even <laughs> grimace? This is a woman. She's got to be what? She's got to be 80? 80 years old and she didn't even grimace. She was like, mmm, <laughs> this is delicious. And Gino's down there like, I'm on fire. I was crying. I was practically crying. <laughs> is, is it true that milk really does like stop the heat? I don't know. I've never tried. Uh, some people say it does. The lactose in it, but... I personally think your best bet is literally just to ride it out. It'll it'll go away. You can try and you can try and do what you're gonna do. People say salt, uh, you know, and like I said, dairy, the lactose and dairy. But what happens is the peppers produce an oil, and when that oil gets in your mouth, and then you drink water, you spread the oil around. <laughs> so <laughs> your best bet is just to ride it out. Six or one half dozen, I guess. Curious oh, plus the said, other uh, thing that I'll... didn't help is that you ate just just the hot sauce, and you you like you didn't keep eating it. If you keep eating it, then you're fine. But you just gave yourself a big dose, like right in your mouth. <laughs> so <laughs> I did. It was like a shot. Right. Curious patron said, "I'll buy yours any day over that cr those crud sauces." Yeah. Amen Thank you. Thank you, you know, for that. Um, real. Also, Adam said, uh, I was a pepperhead before chemo and radiation. Sorry about the chemo and radiation, buddy. Um, Absolutely. I'm definitely be praying for that and continued health. Um, but I got to say, you reminded me of something. So, you know, Megan's been, Megan Walsh has been, we all started doing some ivermectin lately. Like I, I do it like once a week or whatever, just to stay free from sickness and crap and kill some mm -hmm. parasites. But she's been putting it, applying it directly to her nose. She, I don't know if you know, she has... Um, uh, what do they call that skin cancer? Car um, Carcinoma. Oh, what's it called? The skin. It's a skin cancer. I forgot what it's called. Anyway, it's on her nose and it's bad. It's been bad for years. And she's isn't that like melanoma other... or something? Not melanoma. It's the other one. I forgot what it's called. Carcinoma. Okay. Something. Um, anyway, so she's been putting it on her nose for about three weeks. I got to tell you, it is crazy what is going on. 22 years. Excellent. Congratulations, Adam. Excellent. 22 years. Guys, um, almost at a quarter of a century, man. Yeah. Rocking man, it. That's awesome. Praise God. But, no, know. her nose, I'm telling you, it's like new flesh is growing. Like the, it, it's like it was always like kind of red and like skin and like all these weird things going on with it. And she was getting worried about it. But I got to tell you, man, it is amazing in just three short weeks what is going on. Maybe. Like so, there is something to ivermectin, folks, and I know most of the people watching here know they understand that. But like that's, I'm literally buying the one from Tractor Supply. Okay, it's the one like the paste for horses. Yeah, and I gotta tell you, like I know for me, everybody was sick in my house. I didn't get sick. I didn't have any. You just eating it. Yeah, I took one. You know, I did it like two days in a row, and then I've just been maintaining like once a week or something. Just Got taking it, putting it on my a spoon once. and eating it. Oh, yeah. Rinsing was a bad mistake. Yeah, I hear you. That's what you ever had Jelp juice. Uh, No, I don't think so. I don't know what I don't know what it is, but I, it doesn't sound good. So I think I'll pass. Yeah, I don't think so. Is it Jelp as in like jalapenos? Oh, maybe that's it. Jalapenos. Yeah. Okay, yeah. there you go. Yeah, as sure. in like jalapenos. Okay. Hey, I'm not up on the lingo with the kids these days, Matt. Okay. Well, I know this was I know this was a lit show tonight, but you know, hey, we're based. Right on. <laughs> yep. Yep. What's you're doing what's too much, Iver Gino? What's ivermectin? What's, I what's ivermectin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure.
Scott I, I know you're joking, Neil. I know you're joking. Then it, but I'm so impressed with the results on her nose. Like, dude, like I looked because I was wondering. I'm like, oh, what does ivermectin really like heal? Because you know, you hear the stuff in the media. You hear then you hear the patriot movement, what they think about it, all this stuff. I wanted to know the truth, so I went to the source, the guy that actually invented it, and I watched a bunch of his videos. And he was doing some lectures on it back in 2014 or 15, whatever it was. And he was saying all the results they were having with these these kids in Africa that were getting ringworms and all this like. Um, what do they call that? A pond worm or swamp worm or something like that, and they were going blind. I mean, it's terrible. Like they lose their limbs, and they were they literally would give these people one pill a year, and it solved all the problems. Just one pill, and he says they're like fifteen cents a piece or something. And you know he was, and then he started going into how it can block some cancers, like it, like the nucleotides and something, and all this you know scientific stuff that I didn't really understand, but it's like dude like it's cheap it's like nine dollars <laughs> at tractor supply like, yeah it tastes go to tractor supply apple, people get you some the yeah the apple fl flavor but it doesn't taste like apples to be honest it's pretty gross no you just it probably tastes like swallow. it probably tastes like medicine <laughs> no it doesn't, it, it's got a weird aftertaste like a bitter taste but honestly it doesn't last long not like your hot sauce that lasted 10 minutes it only lasts uh, about a uh, we're full circle people we're full circle we're why back to it again why, wait a, matt i got an idea inject Let's some of your it. sauces with ivermectin right it'll fly right. off the shelf yeah 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 <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah okay absolutely. it was it was hot yes it was jalapenos okay jalapenos yeah see that's what i was thinking and that must have been like a, an abbreviation for jalapenos no Ange actually one time i was making i was making a chili for like a potluck at work and some of the people that i worked with like spicy food some of them didn't so just like i typically do here at home i don't make any of my I, anytime i cook i don't make anything spicy i will i will make a spicy version for myself or for other people but i never make it across the board just for certain people like my mother-in-law can't have anything spicy um you know it irritates her esophagus and whatever else so i never make it spicy so what i did is i bought a variety of these fresh peppers like serrano peppers habanero peppers bird's eye chilies some jalapenos and i figured i would just put fresh peppers on the side if you so wanted it when I was at work, you know, when we're doing the potluck, if you want to spice it up, throw some peppers in there, you know, it made a distinction what peppers were what. And uh, I was kind of like running late in the morning. And so Ange decided that she wanted to help me out. And so she went ahead and started slicing the peppers. And then the next thing you know, I come down and she's in complete disarray because this is someone who has like, keyboard hands <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> you know she's never had a callus in her life like very 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 soft skin the oil of those peppers completely lit her hands on fire like i mean she's soaking them in milk you know rubbing ice on her hands she was miserable she was miserable for like a half hour probably easily just trying to get it to, to tone down i was like you never cut chili peppers without wearing gloves you just you never do yeah, that's I'm, that's a bad i mean it, it probably wouldn't even affect me but i still wear gloves 
<laughs> when I was making all the sauces, I was still wearing gloves because those oils, you know, sometimes they have reactions to your skin. Oh, dude, you get a little bit of juice in your eye. Like I was cutting, I was cutting fresh habanero peppers and I cut into one that was really juicy and it splashed on my face and on my lips. Like it squirted on my face and on my lips. And it literally felt like I got pepper spray on my face. Like my lips were on fire. My face was on fire <laughs> for a while. Dude, <laughs> like, that reminds me when we were like 22 or 23, there was a bunch of us that went to this little bar called the Parrot Cove. That was back was when like... Brontosauruses were first cars. <laughs> yeah, right. And it was like this little dive bar, but it was fun. Like you went there and they had a guy playing. He was like pretending he was, uh, uh, what's Buffett? What was, what was the guy that? Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. The parrot, the parrot heads. Yeah. So he, this guy would play and he was good or whatever. And he was funny. He would make fun of people, whatever. And, but they had these chicken wings that were, they, they give you a t-shirt. I think it was a hundred dollars in a t-shirt. If you could eat all six of them. And it was like, I don't know what was on a map, but I would never touch them. But some of my friends, <laughs> they were all wasted. And they're like, they're like, dude, oh, yeah. like, it's liquid courage. I am not joking. They were, they, I think the most anybody ate was three of them, and he was puking the whole night. Couldn't stop oh, yeah. puking. Their face was so red. Um, I don't know. It had to be, I don't know, habanero and something else. I don't know, whatever. But I had yeah. I didn't eat any, but I got a little bit on my fingers. And, dude, my eye watered for days. <laughs> it was so, like, red <laughs> and stuff. Like, I don't know yeah. what they put in it. And I don't uh, arsenic. someone had somebody had won a T-shirt once before, but not many. It was insane. Yeah. I mean, I've done, I've tried to do some eating challenges a couple of times, you know, there was like a, there was a place, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but there was this place that was called, uh, it was called CC's. Did you, did CC's. you ever familiar? It was like, it was like a pizza. Yeah. It was like a pizza buffet. Yeah. I remember that place. Yeah. I remember you could that. go there and they had all these really strange pizzas like Coney dog pizza and big Mac pizza and BLT pizza, <laughs> macaroni and cheese pizza. Like my daughter is still huge into macaroni and cheese. So of course she loved the macaroni and cheese pizza, but they didn't, they, they had normal ones too, but they had a lot of really weird ones. And they had one that was called the flamethrower challenge. And every ingredient that was on it was hot. I mean the 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 pasta the the spaghetti or the pizza sauce super super spicy like four types of hot peppers like hot pepperoni everything was hot on this thing everything was hot and then they put like a habanero sauce on the top of it and I mean this stuff I got probably through about six slices and I was like I can't breathe I literally can't breathe like I could suffer through it to keep doing it, but I was just like, I can't breathe. Every time I breathe in, it just feels like I'm breathing in fire. It's like, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it's, it's not the, even those fun. pizzas weren't even that big. You know, those were small pizzas. They were like, you know, like little 12 inch pizzas or whatever, but holy smokes, whatever they put on there. I mean, they put like these pepper flakes and this extract. I mean, the dude was a real sicko who had invented that. You bring up, pizza and eating challenges that reminded me when i was 19 i was working at this shop and there's like 50 guys in there right my dad was like there it was engineering and then build so my dad was head of the whole building like 500 employees or something so he got me a job i'm 19 i'm working in there with these guys that are in there like <clears throat> anything from like late 20s up until they're like 60s or 70s 
and then you know i'm the young green kid and they're ripping on me all the time or whatever and so well, absolutely I'm, right I'm, of passage i'm so i'm so green and naive matt it's like probably a month into the job and we would have a 48 minute lunch yes 48 not 49 minutes not 50 48 minutes and so we would sit in the shop and guys would order pizzas or eat hamburgers or bring a lunch whatever and we're all sitting around and reading the paper and i'm chowing down one day and this guy named randy he was like i think he was probably 28 or 29 and they called him the machine and i'm like and i'm like why are you guys calling the machine and they're like dude look at him eat <laughs> and i look over at him and he's just like stuff is just going in his mouth while he's reading the sports section in the paper eating with he a was purpose a big, he was like six two built like you know i mean like just crazy very athletic Paul Bunyan. He, pretty funny guy right so so i like an idiot i said i could out out eat the machine <laughs> uh, my 19 year old famous last words to, the ego had to show its ugly head so i was like so he's he he drops his paper i'll never forget it he puts the paper down he's like you want to out eat me and i'm like yeah let's do it and then all of a sudden everybody starts betting so it's like the whole shop they they made like a <laughs> like squares like for super bowl like that kind of a thing and i had probably like i probably convinced about 50 percent of the shop that i would win so we gave it two weeks right so all this betting's going on and stuff and so finally the day comes and i used to work at domino's pizza so i had a connection i'm like hey i'll order the pizzas I'll pick them up and bring them back. And then it's, you know, and then we set some rules, some guidelines. You couldn't leave the table. Um, I think that was the only, you couldn't leave the table or puke. That was the only two rules. So we start the clock, right? The 48 minute lunch. And I start eating one piece at a time. And I'm reading the sports section. And it's probably about maybe five minutes into the challenge. And I look over at him <laughs> and I'm not joking. He has almost a whole pizza gone in about five minutes he's eating them in sandwiches he's putting two on top of each other like cheese but you forgot cheese. you forgot that this was a competition <laughs> i just i didn't think he was gonna like do that like i'm just eating one at a time and i look at my pizza and i've got maybe like three slices down in five minutes and he's got like i'm not joking i think a large at the time was 12 slices so he had probably nine or ten slices gone <clears throat> and oh, they're yeah. all looking at me like dude you better You're pick done. up the pace so I start trying to, I do the same thing. I start stacking them up and I'm like, I get a whole pizza down and I am feeling pretty sick. Yeah. And I'm like, good oh, luck man, working the rest of the day. I, I can't show it. Right. So, so I start eating into my uh, second pizza. He's already halfway into a second and I'm probably maybe 13 slices in and I am going to blow up and I look over at him <laughs> and I'll never forget this. He says, he says, Hey, you gonna eat that? And he grabs my pizza and starts starts eating my, like, dude. It was like it was so ridiculous. He ended up eating like was it two and a half large, and he probably could have ate all three. And I gotta say, he did get sick. Like he didn't throw up, but he was. He's like, dude, I don't feel good. That's so <laughs> much cheese. Just... That's so much bread. That's so much. That's oh, just so dude. much carbs and salt. Like, of course, it's it gonna make insane. you sick. Yeah, well, so that's that. That's your crazy. that's your youthful, naive side, where all of a sudden you think that you're invincible and that you can compete with someone that's that's a veteran in the game. I think everybody's I probably made that error. I think everybody's probably made that error dumb. before, where you're like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, old I man. was be 
Because for all intents and purposes, <laughs> Matt, I would go out with my friends after a night at the bar, and we'd stop at Coney Island or White Castles, and I was the slob. Like, I was just ordering. Well, you saw me at <laughs> what I ordered mm-hmm. at the restaurant. Like, Listen, I mean, you can take down some whole... food. I give you that much. You can take down yeah. some food. Not not like I used to. But, I mean, I would go to Coney Island at night, and I would order a large honey special. So you got the fries and the honey. Then I would order sure. a gyro. And then I would have a breakfast. And then when I was done with that, I'm like, what do you got for dessert? And I would get a couple pieces of pie. <laughs> like that was at well, three be- in the morning. Because you had a hollow leg when you were that young. <laughs> I mean, I did the same thing. I used to eat, I used to eat like, I was like never full when I was young. Now I'm like a couple slices of pizza and I'm like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> like I'm sorry. I know. It's pretty like weird how <laughs> like, your age just changes. I'm now I I'm look at food and I gain weight. Back yeah, then, that's I the whole thing. You, you gain weight just thinking about eating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. I remember. I remember my freshman year in high school. We had a we had a football scrimmage that we were doing, and you know that's basically where you just play like a whole series of like short games. You know, you go and you play like a bunch of short games. They're like I, I don't know if they were even like like four quarters or something. I, I I mean like four periods. They were short. You know, like they were done quickly. <clears throat> I don't remember. It was like the only time I ever went to a scrimmage, but. We went there and we're playing football literally all day. Like all day we're playing football and we're getting murdered too, by the way. We're getting completely crushed because we're playing against teams that were just so, so much better. <laughs> you know, it was like we're playing against teams that weren't even in our league. Um, you know, like private schools like Detroit Country Day and, you know, all these, all these like private schools where they actually will recruit players uh and we're just a bunch of like (laughs) like little suburban kids that are just getting (laughs) killed like one team that we played i think they i think they scored like 40 points on us and most of it was just the quarterback running the ball it was like we couldn't stop them either way at the time we were we're we're driving home and they're like we're gonna stop at mcdonald's um for anybody that's hungry and they had 20 piece mcnuggets for two dollars for two dollars, they're like ten dollars now, <laughs> but they had them for yeah, two dollars. Yeah. You know, it was like two dollars, and then they had big backs that were two dollars. And so I, I mean, at the time, freshman year, I probably weighed about a hundred pounds, and I was probably about five foot. And uh, I smashed <clears throat> two entire twenty-piece nuggets. I smashed a large fry. I ate two Big Macs, and I drank a milkshake, a, a chocolate milkshake. And everyone just sat back looking at me like how are you doing this? Like, I was like, I ate, I ate like, I ate like I had never eaten. Like I'd been Mm -hmm. starved for weeks. (laughs) You know, like, but that's just how it was, you know, like I still have this nostalgia for Big Macs, even though they're really not the greatest burgers, but my grandfather used to take me on drives and on Sundays. And that was the only time I ever got Big Macs. And so it's just like, there's, it's like a comfort food for me, even though it's terrible. It is. But That's exactly what it is. I mean, literally, Angie and I did a forty-day fast. We did a uh, a Daniel fast, and so we were eating like completely clean, like completely clean, just water, you know, fruits, vegetables, beans, nuts, you know, like the Daniel fast. Um, and so, literally on day forty. 1201 that night <laughs> like yeah. i was like i need beef now like i need it now literally i was back home by 10 after 12 with two big macs 
<laughs> so like you know like in the you want to know the sad part they, about it they didn't i was have like a chance i was like sick for like two days after eating it oh yeah my, sure. i just complete oh, complete yeah. bubble complete bubble guts my stomach was constantly making all these sounds and it was just it was horrible it was horrible and then the thing is i did the same thing again i ended up doing the same thing again and we we finished a fast and Angie and i we went to mcdonald's or whatever and i grabbed i grabbed big macs again because i didn't learn my lesson and i ate that first big mac in probably three bites and brianna not brianna Ange was like what is your problem <laughs> like i literally ate three of them i ate three of them and I felt great at the moment, but again, I felt really, really sick after the fact. <laughs> it's like yeah, when you, you eat, man. when you don't give your body any of that stuff, and then you yep. basically like you go for like the worst thing you could possibly eat. Your body lets you know right away. It shows you how complacent you are on a regular basis that eating stuff like that won't bother you. But when you don't eat like that for a long period of time, and then you put something like that in your system, holy smokes, you're in for some deep trouble. You're just putting garbage in you, you know, like you're eating. Pretty much. Your body is like, I don't not, even know you're not, what, what you've it's done. Gonna it's going to reject it. Yeah, but Matt, true to form, as we always do, we end with food. <laughs> I don't know yep, how it happens. As always. But we're talking always. about food again. And um, right on. I, Curious Patriot, thank you so much. Yep, she was great. Go back and watch. You'll definitely enjoy that. Neil said the same thing. Yep. Um, guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Have a blessed night. I will yep, see you thanks tomorrow. Thanks, everybody, for hanging Fosters. with us. Get you some hot sauce. You're going to like Get it. Get some hot sauce. Go to Matt's website, heatstreetdetroit.com. Yep. Support and the vision. Uh, support. Yeah, support. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Support the vision. That should be like your, your slogan. Yeah. By the way, do you have Absolutely. a slogan? No. Philippians 4.13. Yep. That's the, that's the, that's the, the moniker. That's the driving force behind it. Because I've had to to a lot of territories and a lot of areas that i knew nothing about but you know, i know that god made a way he made a way through a lot of those things in order to either give me the instruction to figure it out or to align me with the right person to help me through it yep, so, yep. yeah all absolutely. right guys well have a good night i got yep. it's late man it's 10 o'clock already yep. good night everybody have a great uh week see you tomorrow hopefully and then also saturday night me and Megan are back for another edition of Reexamine, and then the Blenders return Sunday night. And this is going to be cool because the Lions are playing San Francisco, and Mike is a big San Francisco fan. He grew up in that area, and we're obviously the Lions fans. So we'll see what happens. We're going to just play it, let it play out, and then by the time the game's over, we should be going live, and someone's going to get a whole bunch of razzing going on. <laughs> we'll see. You believe I, that? I hope it's. I hope it's him. But we'll see what happens. Hey, I mean the Lions win; they're going to the Super Bowl. So I don't know. That'd be, that'd be, they got one. They need one more win, and they're in it. It's insane. It's insane. But anyway, okay, I want to go. All right. All Have right. a great night, everybody. Take care. You still here? It's over. Go home. Go.